Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch live. Rick Dowderham, as always, with Mr. Dustin Frazier. So, we found out last night that uh, Canada's in 8-bit. I found out this morning apparently Germany's in MIDI. That's not even visuals, it's just sounds. I don't like that. Exactly. I need a world where I can see. <laughs> Hope everybody's doing good today. So, anything new going on? Is it the same old? <laughs> same old, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Nothing really <laughs> going on here. Same old shizzle. Your friend is 2020, man. One hell of a year. I gotta really give it to you. I almost yield, you bastard of a year, you. I feel like every uh, Sunday going into Monday, we wake up to a new arc. Crazy things that are happening in the world, right? Sure, the Game of Thrones season. Yeah, that's what it really is. Summer is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for hanging out. I know I'm late here. Look, I've been here the entire time. It's not like I'm just sauntering in the door all late and anything i've been here i'm just trying to get all of my facts straight before we start this episode's probably not going to be as wrestling heavy as some of you might hope for it to be and if you don't want to listen to it, if you're listening on itunes or stitch or whatever that's okay but this a lot of this has to do with our community that being said that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be some wrestling talk because there always is but uh there's a lot going on and i only discuss generally the things that are on our topic board or that affect our community and this falls into the latter in a lot of cases so, sure. so it's going to be interesting. So, uh, I never thought when I started doing this that uh, worlds would collide the way that they seem to be doing tonight. Because as you guys know in this community, we do a few things on here. One of those things is uh, the thing we started with in 2014, which is uh, the wrestling podcast, which started off on SoundCloud, iTunes, moved on to Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, joined a few networks, made a few friends, lost a few friends so on and so forth along that way we sort of uh transitioned into streaming almost accidentally where uh we had people friends hire up people in communities that would hear our stuff and say why don't you do this or why don't you do that and to be honest the reason behind it was just it was just nothing not really ever the goal to be a streamer or be part of the streaming scene or the streaming community but we did wind up doing that we wound up becoming part of a twitch for a while and we did streams over there this was probably early 2014 i want to say and it was i think uh yeah maybe somewhere around there and we did streams and we had a lot of fun and uh we met a lot of people we did jackbox i'm glad we spoke about this last week i explained to you guys the difference between twitch and aew how the two uh groups worked the two platforms if you will worked I compared them, again, to WWE and AEW and just the the competition and the numbers. And I talked about how small it was. So listen, part of the reason, I'm not going to work you here. Part of the reason why I did that was because uh, we are friends with a lot of higher uh, content creators on the Mixer platform that influence a lot of our uh, decisions, choices that we make creatively, uh, and to be honest, inspire us. And we do speak off the air, not just about the topics themselves, but about the platforms and everything to do with them. So the reason I talked last week and explained a little bit to you guys about the Twitch and uh, Mixer situation was because the writing was kind of on the wall. 
for anyone that was being attentive to it. And this is the reason for the past month and a half or so we've started simulcasting. For years, we were only exclusive. After we left Twitch, we went to Mixer. Our main motivation was, first off, we were Xbox gamers. And the other thing being, uh, Mixer has the FTL servers, the faster than light servers, which means that right now, if you're in Mixer and you're watching this, you're basically hearing and seeing it in the same real time as us, the people that are creating it. Literally, it's like we were in the same room. Right. It makes it easier, for example, Destin and I are on our call. He's seeing the game or hearing the joke, watching the game show, answering the question, reacting at the same time as me and the chat room can play along. So it wasn't really anything against the Twitch platform. It was more so for... So it's just more convenient. Right. For, for what we were trying to do, it, it just seemed like a, a proper choice. So uh, we went there, and it was mainly for the Jackbox stuff. And like I mentioned to you guys last week, we were all for Twitch affiliate, but we didn't realize it. Because at the time, we had already made the move to Mixer. And only in the last month and a half of recently going back and now restarting with Twitch and doing the simulcast that we're doing, did we notice that the affiliate thing was in our inbox? We just fill it out. We hit the button. And poof, with Twitch affiliates, people can start subbing to us. We can start making money off of ads, all of that. That's been sitting there for three years. And I brought it up last week. And anyone who follows me on Twitter, you kind of get it. Um, some hints of the stuff that I was alluding to on there as well. I've been talking a little bit more vocally for the past week on Twitter. Now, maybe if you go back, because I said last week, a lot of people took things personally that had nothing to do with them. Everyone thought their tweets were directed at their content or their systems. And now maybe if you look at those tweets more objectively, knowing what you do now, you'll understand a little bit more about where I'm coming from. So we were Twitch partners, not really partners, but affiliates where we can make money and do things like that, or at least offered it. But we had already made the move to Mixer. And I told you guys the problem now with doing that is that if you're a Twitch uh, affiliate, what essentially happens is you have to make the content exclusive to them, which means I couldn't even use this simulcast that we have set up anymore. Hey, what's up, Juan? Welcome back, sir, from YouTube over there. Yeah, I can see, I can see all the chat rooms. So if you're in any of the four chat rooms, uh, you know, just feel free to, to speak up, make yourself known, because we're talking about the future of where we're going and what's going to happen next. Yeah, so this includes all of y'all to an extent. But I digress. But that's the reason I said the world's colliding, because I never thought that the wrestling and the gaming community, the, 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 this is affecting everyone because of the, the content of it. You guys heard about all of the allegations. They started in the wrestling community, and then it bled to the content creators on Mixer and Twitch, which I kind of feel was a final trigger for what is happening here, which is what we're going to start talking about. So anyway, we, we were able to do, to do the Twitch affiliate if we were going to make content exclusive that doesn't mean we'd have to give up our other channels it means that there'd have to be a 24-hour period between when we stream for them as affiliates and when we stream to youtube or mixer or anywhere else that we intend on streaming and at the time even though that is a sweeter deal i like i told you guys before we never did it for money uh a lot of us don't do this for money, and we're going to go more into that tonight. I'm going to explain to you about that. Uh, but it wouldn't be fair to my community because, realistically speaking, my core live community has migrated with me uh, from MixLR, which was a podcast platform, to Mixer. And if that's where they are, my thinking was, well, I'm not going to just migrate everyone over for my benefit. They're comfortable there. There's no reason whatsoever to inconvenience everyone. We're, we're lucky we were able to do it correctly the first time. So that I said before, we're going to see about how we would handle the Twitch thing if we ever did a, anything with it. Uh, I haven't decided on something in regards to the affiliate at this exact moment. That doesn't mean by the end of the show, I wouldn't. But for now, you're all here and I, I need to hear your thoughts about how you feel, feel about this. 
We're going to go into detail tonight, but there were allegations. There's this new hashtag speak out movement that went across the wrestling world where uh, what basically happened is a lot of people are speaking and coming forward uh, with being victims of sexual abuse within the world of wrestling, within locker rooms. A lot of women, some men even, have not come forward. Very similar. It's like the sequel to the Me Too movement in a lot of ways. Like one person came forward and then it was a domino effect. Not as a lot of allegations going around. Our opinions on that are reserved until later when we go into the details of what the allegations are, who the people were that were being accused, and so on and so forth. Uh, what's important to discuss is the ramifications behind this. A lot of wrestling has, uh, a lot of people have been released that we're going to have to go into tonight. A lot of actual federations are gone. But the way that this has collided with us is that afterwards, this uh, speak out movement then uh, wound up trickling into the streaming world. And a lot of big name streamers started being accused of sexual misconduct meeting at PAX uh, PAX events and I guess doing things in hotel rooms and things like that in the last 24 hours it became really intense a lot of the bigger name streamers were refusing they were boycotting Mixer basically saying listen unless you guys go and delete these channels of these people who are being accused we won't stream anymore and then they started saying your move Mixer this was everyone on the internet your move Mixer your move uh, well, that was a, I feel that was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction at this point. But we're going to get more into that later. But I feel in turn Mixer had a knee-jerk reaction because they announced this morning that they will be shutting down Mixer completely. Effective in one month, July 22nd, will be the final day of Mixer. The entire platform is gone. And a lot of people immediately went, all oh, because of these allegations and because of this Speak Up movement and Speak Now movement. Or, and they go, all got angry. And really, it couldn't possibly and Six Slayer hit it right on the head there. It couldn't possibly have been just that. The writing was already on the wall. They were able to do that fast. This was going to probably be a smoother, if there even is such a thing, a smoother, more transitional process. But the trouble that they were now going through practically overnight made them expedite the process. Because why in the hell are they going to get into a human resource nightmare on a platform that they have already decided is going to be gotten rid of. It's going to be gone in the long term. So I think that what we saw was what was going to happen slowly. They would, were going to ease everyone into it. But instead, they just snapped their fingers and they just said, look, this is all gone in a month. So what does this mean? Well, for the content creators, it basically means Mixer made some sort of a deal with Facebook Games, which is another streaming platform, not a very popular one, I'll be honest. The majority of people... Uh, haven't been very high on it. That being said, uh, everyone who's part of Mixer has been given the option to transition their accounts over to be now part of Facebook Games, which is another streaming service. And whoever's partners, whoever's affiliates, whatever statuses you have, they're going to transfer that over there. Now, I hate to say it, but the vast majority of people, even partners, we're hearing that not all of them are actually being given their, their, the same stuff that they have here. And, you know, to be honest, I don't think that it would even be possible. One of the reasons is because, let's be real, Mixer, like the reason I compared it to AEW, it's a smaller platform for live streaming. A lot of these guys that are great content creators, it's no different than when you know a great indie wrestler. But you only know him. I remember when no one knew who the hell Kevin Steen was before he became Kevin Owens. Or, and I yeah, thought it was great. Exactly. People look at you like, oh, why, that, why is that fat guy great? I mean, I'm talking like almost a decade before you guys even knew he existed when he was feuding with Zane, you know. But now people know and now people get it. So you can have those situations in Mixer where you got these indie, if you will, content creators that, but they have a lot of power here in this small indie platform that they're on. 
and they lose a lot of that stroke. I mean, we're really small. We're a tiny little intimate community, which I'm very proud of. But that being said, even we have stroke around here in regards to Mixer. We've had say so in contact with direct uh, developers and creators and need, had feedback and all uh, been given perks and things like that. That I don't expect anything like that anywhere else. And it's one of the reasons why I chose this platform consciously with the ability to go to others. You know, so it was by choice. I wanted to be in a smaller platform and grow with the platform. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. And it was the writing was on the wall, which is the reason why we went back to simulcasting. We've always had uh, a YouTube channel, which we would put mainly gaming content as an afterthought. For a while, I guess the highest we ever got was when we used to do our second servings on there, which were the UFC things. Uh, we would get 50K, 40K uh, views, which barely, we get barely get fucking five if we do it on uh, the gaming stuff because it's a sports channel. It's going to only filter and the algorithm is going to go to sports people who are not going to click on an Ocarina of Time playthrough. Not that there is one. But unfortunately, uh, so the YouTube channel, by our own fault of the way we used it, sort of diminished in popularity, but it has always been there and it served the presence. We just now have come back to using it attentively and for the first time live streaming on there. Twitch, we've now returned to, and Twitter, we never used the Periscope aspect of Twitter, which we're now broadcasting live there as well. Uh, and again, we did all of this because it started to look, and thanks to the influence, thank you, Zen NCL, also great uh, content creators and great friends of mine, uh, the oh, influence yeah. of people, people like them that uh, just kind of saw it and their intuition said, hey, listen, um, things are looking weird. They didn't, you, you don't really need to know. It's not a matter of who knew and who didn't. It's a matter of who kind of saw it or had the insight to be attentive to understand that it was happening that way. So I am not in the least bit surprised about the closing of Mixer, but I am more surprised about how fast it happened. And again, I find that to be a knee-jerk reaction because they do not want to be part of this speaking out movement right now which suddenly it seems like everyone who's a content creator also sexually assaulted someone i can't even imagine what that will feel like to the defensive mixer not that this went down good but can you imagine if you had a platform full of people like imagine if i found out that like everyone in the chat room right now someone came to me and said look every single one of them is a rapist get rid of them right now what can you imagine what the fuck would i do and that's sort of right. now take that and magnify it by a million you know, over 200,000, 500,000, whatever. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I thought last night, guys, that we were going to come on here and talk about how this has affected the wrestling world because I can't believe the amount of people that this has affected in the wrestling world. And I thought... Hey, thank you, Spartan G, for the host. Thank you for the host, sir. And I thought to myself, it can't get any worse than this. It can't. And uh, by today, it, it bled over to a mixer, which I consider our other world. I consider when we leave here on Mondays, I kind of shut down the wrestling part of my brain and when I'm streaming on this channel... The other days I'm playing adventure games and RPGs and just I'm not really talking about wrestling. So I always kind of consider even though it's the same channel, we have some crossover people, more or less the people that come in for the wrestling are the wrestling and the gaming people are the gaming. The the P the, the DMs that I receive from the gaming people don't even really understand the aspect of the wrestling part. But yet here we are, both platforms, everything that we do, all at the same time under the same sexual allegations. I can't even believe it. We've literally gone in this year. From pandemics to racism and rioting and murders, now back to rape. And here we are, where platforms have fallen before our very eyes. I can't believe the first six months of 2020. Gotta hand it to it. This is this is going to be a year, like it or not. Uh, we'll probably remember this year for the rest of our lives. It'll be compared. It's, gonna, it's the bar now of how much shit can go down in a year. You know what I mean? Like, it's truly the bar. Top that. Hold my beer, 2021. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's one of those situations. So, I, you know, there's no proof to it. But I, all I'm saying is that 
Yesterday, everyone on Mixer was up in arms about the platform. Furious. And today, the platform basically announced it's gone. I don't think anyone's right or wrong. Well, obviously, there are people that are right or wrong, but I think I, I think I should rather say there's right and wrong people on both sides. And there is a little bit of hypocrisy because you shouldn't throw your platform under the bus that quickly. I get it. Allegations happened. You're upset that there are alleged sexual assaults. But you're going to your platform that you love and saying, hey, fuck this platform if they don't get rid of these people. Everybody get off of this platform. Then when they flip the script on you and get rid of it, it's like the same people are going, I'm going to miss it here. You know, I really, you know, I love everyone and I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's like, I know that's not all of you, but those of you who were quick to throw the platform under the bus for something that they had very little control of should really go back and check yourselves now that the platform is pretty much being abandoned. That's not a smart move. You got to pick your battles here. And I'm going to get more into it when we get into the details of the of the allegations. But you, you have to look at things objectively with evidence and with some sort of a some sort of proof of everything you can't i don't understand the world that we're living in now where i guess what the hell are we supposed to do so you're basically telling me that there's just an a a completely undeniable obligation to believe every single thing that happens not to say that that means that things don't happen but it doesn't it, happen every time. Oh, yeah, but isn't it a little bit weird that it's like, how could we go? Are we self-governing ourselves now? Are we now an, an authority <laughs> figure based on our content? Like we're throwing people under the bus because it's just kind of like, what the, am I supposed to just automatically discard all of these wrestlers right now? Like, full disclosure, I have all of the program in front of me, all of the whatever the, the sexual allegations are. You guys read the dirt sheets throughout the week. I haven't. So as we're going through them tonight... Uh, you're going to be getting my actual reactions. That being said, without me knowing the information right now, all I know is the general thing. This person was accused of sexual this. This person was accused of Am I literally morally obligated in the world that we live in right now to automatically, without even absorbing this information yet, to just be like, yeah, fucking rapist? You know what I mean? It's like, because it almost feels like we're not allowed to say or, or be skeptical or hesitant about this happening because of the fact that it's according to current logic it probably did happen and god damn it that's not good enough for me just because something probably did happen doesn't mean i don't want to objectively look at it before i decide for myself whether or not it did happen why are we now in a world where it just automatically happened and if you question that it automatically happened you're a fucking bad guy i just don't understand you know what i mean like looking into it is too hard for people now I'm seeing tweets from even people, heroes that I've grown up watching, wrestlers, actors, streamers that I look up to saying, oh, if you if you're not part of the uh, if you're not part of the speak up movement, then unfollow me now, unfollow you. But it's kind of like, can you be hesitant to some aspects? Can we handle it on a case by case basis? Isn't that the problem with politics between being Democrat and Republican? The fact that you have to choose a certain set of laws and values if you're one and a certain set of laws and values if you're the other. You can't choose anti-abortion and certain taxes and shit. You got to choose whatever that. That entire line is that's part of what they're doing now they're politicizing uh content and and people which is not good it's unhealthy to me and it's just weird that i feel like literally and i always jokingly said for years that the whole reason we had this platform is because there's very few places that will speak openly about this kind of stuff but it's just weird that i really feel that way now like I, i've been looking all day which is what made me late on here to try to find anyone and there's, there's not really many people talking about the opposite side of this you know they're not playing devil's advocate to this it's just everyone's guilty everyone's a rapist 
and we should immediately push on support. Thank you for the follow. I'm not sure what you're on, dude. I have the simulcasting. I believe that is Twitch. That's Twitch. Thank you for the follow. Uh, we'll probably we're going to be talking more about what's going to happen with us in the future. But yeah, it's just weird to me. Like I I don't know what we're supposed to do. Like I can't in good consciousness decide without knowing all the facts that everyone is a rapist or isn't for that matter but it's like current society makes you automatically have to choose that route where it's like aha that guy did it and we all know he didn't whoever thinks that he didn't do it is an asshole and and it broke my heart to watch it happen to wrestling throughout the week and to be completely honest with you guys it was the closest i've ever come because you guys know i'm here since 2014 i think maybe i missed one episode i come on here sick i'll come That's on here with a fever. Dying idea, I'll come, I remember that one time i was i was practically dead i'll come on here with no voice with a hoarse voice i'll come i don't let anything this show for and it's just because the way it's the way that i am no matter what i'm always as long as physically capable as long as there's a world going to do something like this and it doesn't matter if there's one people or a million people this is just something that is what i do you know and i think you've kind of witnessed that destin in a lot of ways <laughs> motherfucker you were moving your house and we still didn't miss a show didn't miss a show between what i said that's just one of my things everyone has their thing i find this to be mine and it's you, like, have, really... you did you did shows with half the house missing like fuck. Yeah, like i like i come on here no matter what t- t- tonight coming into tonight's episode and not t- today specifically but it's the closest i've ever come to not doing a show and that was yesterday, just because I looked at the news and it was like, you know what? The only thing on here to talk about is who raped who. And it was like, I've just reached my limit. I, we, we originally started this because we used to have jokes and fun. Remember those times? And I feel like Destin and I were always coming on here and we're talking about who's dead from a virus, who was hung, what racism there's. And it drives me crazy because it bleeds directly into our content. We've never been political people. And uh, like I've said before, FYI, I don't have a political stance. I just make fun of both of them equally. Yeah. Whoever, whoever does something that's just really stupid and funny, that's who and, catches And yes, Bar and Jesus, we have Twitch. We've always had Twitch. We've been on all platforms. Yeah. We've been on YouTube. We were on we, Twitch first. We upload to YouTube. And you know, we upload to Facebook Watch, which, which is where videos go. So it's not like we're really... Like, we've always had our establishment. Then we started before there was such a thing as Mixer. Mixer used to be Beam. We were here before there was such a thing as Beam. Oh, my God. We were on me. iTunes. We were on... You know what I mean? We were on Stitcher. Before that, we were yeah. just on demand. You just had to download Literally, the episode. Literally, just, just look up Talk Runs on Twitch. We'll yeah, be there. you know what I mean? Like, we've, we've been there forever. So we've never basically settled our feet in one place. This is probably the closest that we have ever come to just being settled in one place. And it's because we're we're more... And I've said this in other uh, streamers that I support chat rooms. We are not our platform. We never have been. We are Talk Brunch. TalkBrunch.com. You want to know where we are? I've always said you default back to that website. That is our website. I own that website and all the content that goes to it. You can always check our Twitter account, but that's where our content will always be. And whatever the content becomes brand wise and platform wise will be migrated over to that site. So and the reason why I did that is because I am way too untrusting to just get comfortable on one platform. Nothing lasts forever. But uh, our community is going to come the closest thing to it. I'll tell you that. But looking at what happened, I digress. Looking at what happened, it's the closest I came to not wanting to do an episode this week. It was just like, ah, we're just going to talk about rape. I don't want to be on here doing this right now. And then yesterday happened with all of the allegations against streamers, Mixer streamers, sexual misconduct and everything. And then Mixer got shut down. And it was like, you know what? Of all the times for me to not come on here and run this and have a show and talk to you guys it would be a dick move not to whether it's whether it's bad content or downing content or not i think now more than ever is when communities really need to have this talk about exactly what the hell's going on here 
And unfortunately, yeah, it did affect a lot of things. Some of the things, of course, people were victims. Things happen everywhere. You know what I mean? There's no reason to not believe that people haven't been raped and that there aren't predators out there. But if you also believe that there are liars out there and evil people out there, manipulative people out there and attention grabbers out there and things like that, then you have to go within reason of the possibility that some allegations in some cases might be false or exaggerated or all kinds of things. That doesn't mean everyone. There's definitely things going on. But I just don't like the fact that we can't have open civil discourse conversations about what we think. And I I hate the fact that we're completely disregarding the legal system in this entire thing. This reminds me of what Enzo where Enzo and a lot of people didn't like him. He was accused of rape. And then what happened? Did he get arrested? Did the cops get involved? Was there an investigation? Was there not enough for an investigation? We don't know. But there's so many things with allegations where it's like the lack of faith that we have on any of the legal system at this point, where we're just self-governing ourselves and no one's been arrested to my knowledge, but people are being fired before they're arrested. (laughs) Before anything else is done, they're fired. And I'm not I'm saying I'm asking you guys, do you think that that's the correct course? I want I I don't care if you disagree. I just want to hear why from anyone who thinks that that should be the way things are. I want to hear why it is in your opinion. In fact, I rather hear from people who don't agree. Why is it in your opinion that right now we're in a world where if you are accused of something, then automatically before you're given your day in court, they should take away whatever content you have, take away your show, your 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 way of living. And uh, everyone should just basically exile you from the world. Like, is, is there can someone just rationalize to me why that's OK? And also, if someone and I've talked about this on here before, people change. People are ever changing. That's what makes it so fascinating. The people that you knew, if you know someone five years ago. They're literally not the same person. They, they probably don't even remember that person. They, they don't have the same hair, the same skin. They literally shed into an entire physically different person, not only just physically, but mentally. So you're telling me that we can go back as much as nine, 10 years and look at someone and then just go, all right, well, look what he did 10 years ago. That bastard, get rid of him now. Isn't there like, isn't that like a long time? What's up, King Quest? The NXT yeah, stalker had more like yeah, that's point. true. The NXT stalker did have more chances than some of the people who've gotten fired or let go. It's crazy <laughs> to me. There are people right now on Mixer whose entire channels have been deleted because they've been accused of uh, sexual misconduct. And it was through pressure of uh, the community itself saying, hey, we're not going to be on the same platform as these predators, which I can empathize with that mentality. You don't, Who the hell wants to be on a platform with a predator? But in the interest of fairness hate to steal a McMahon line there, but in the interest of fairness, shouldn't we actually, shouldn't they have their day in court? Yeah. Isn't shouldn't we make sure they're actually a predator? Because a lot of the finger pointers, imagine if it were you, put yourself in the person's shoes. Like imagine if somebody right now, I could easily do it. I could get a girl from this community to go to up to any of the finger pointers, just as an example. I'm not saying I will. And just say, yep, that person sexually assaulted me. And then you, someone who's opposed to that kind of stuff, you're now in the hot seat. Now, everything that you are and do and your livelihood is at stake because of one person making that accusation. I'm not saying that it's happened, but I'm just showing you how easy and possible it will be. What will you do? The people out there that are basically pointing your fingers and accusing and just going by the headlines and not really reading into the information. If you suddenly were one of the people on that accusation, how would you feel where automatically your peers around you are basically told not to deal with you anymore? Because someone who they don't know has said that you did something that you're denying. I'll tell you this. Mixer didn't give a shit to answer that question. 
because Microsoft has their own problems. So they decided to get rid of the platform. We were going to get rid of it anyway. Let's get rid of it tomorrow. There were other things happening in Mixer too. Don't get me wrong. They by no means have clean hands in this. There was a lot of things that were inattentive. As much as I love the platform, the intimacy of the platform, the, the functionality of it, there was a lot of things they were inattentive to. A recent document came out where I guess uh, one of the leads of Mixer spoke to a black employee and uh, he got the impression that he or he or she got the impression that they were there for affirmative action. And they were even given like a metaphor from this uh, authority figure telling them uh, I'm paraphrasing here because we have a lot to talk about tonight. But basically telling them that they look at all of the content creator on their platform as slaves whose futures are in their hands or something. Some Wolferman heart sounding shit that uh, came out and people thought, wow, the, the heads of Mixer look at us as slaves. And then they uh, they got upset at not only the reference being a slave reference, but uh, the fact that it was a slave reference to apparently a black Mixer uh, employee. And that, uh, well, you know, I don't really have to explain to you why that this was considered offensive. Oh, right. Like, you know the stories. Yeah, you get the deal. So this is something that also came out within the last 24 hours in regards to stuff happening with them. I'm just giving full transparency here. You know what I mean? You're not missing us because we're <laughs> we're not really going. Right. We're on Twitch also. We are on like, Twitch. Are Thank you for the host. We are on Twitch. We are on YouTube. We are right now broadcasting from Twitter, just from our landing page on Twitter. Uh, this gets uploaded to Facebook Watch. The website uh, as well. Like the, It's on the website. We also we ain't are, going nowhere. We're like. on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. We're on iHeartRadio. Okay. It's up to the people in the current chat rooms right now where you would like us to go we have exactly 30 days do you th- what chat room do you want to hang out in when there's mixer no more they are offering us like everyone else to be part of facebook watch eventually the mixer will redirect to facebook.gg or something which is where their gaming channel is uh to be honest most people are not going there it seems like people have turned on the, the facebook offer a lot of people are migrating to twitch twitch put out a very nice tweet earlier basically saying that they know it's a difficult time for mixer creators and uh to hang in there and that they're here to help So they're supporting the idea of people migrating over to Twitch. Like I told you before, we had affiliates sitting in our inbox this whole time. They've never been bad to us. You guys want to come over? We got you. They've never been bad to us. Our Twitch account is a Twitch Prime account as well. I have it upgraded as a Prime account. So I know there's benefits and extra emojis and things that we can do there from a regular Twitch account. So there's no reason not to capitalize on that. But there are other options. You can be on Twitch. You can be on our YouTube. It's really uh, where you feel comfortable. You can ask me what I think. Because obviously Mixer, whether you like it or not, we're having our last days here. The final day of Mixer, I believe, falls on a Wednesday, which means it would be the final Jackbox here. Now, they're funny. Cooler just asked, what about Jackbox night? What's going to happen to that? We're going to have to see what happens as far as Jackbox. I don't see Jackbox going anywhere because we simulcast it anyway. But the advantage Mixer people had was that they were getting it in real time, you know. Like they were getting it, it's easier to do the game shows with real time. I know I can go in and I can extend timers and stuff. And I've heard that Twitch has an FTL server, but we can only use it if we're not simulcasting. So that puts me in a kind of rough spot because uh, we do like to simulcast our Jackbox to the YouTube people and to the, the Twitter people. Sometimes we've had a few hundred uh, live during that that I don't want to basically get rid of. It's the same reason why we didn't take the affiliate ship yet, even though there's money involved because... uh. We, we kind of like just reaching out to communities, you know? So it's it's something to think about. We will still tr- probably keep everything the way that it is to the best of our abilities. As far as from a technological standpoint, that that's the only thing that we really can do. That's what we're doing right now, right? Like everyone who's on uh, Mixer, 
it's not any different right now with me simulcasting to all the other places for you aside from the fact that people like king quest 710 shout out man on uh youtube he gets to hear us too and i don't want to lose that for one platform right uh but yeah it's uh don't look at it as an end. This is this is for other content creators, really, because a lot of people. I saw a lot of my good peers. Shout out to Mava Dozy, who's a, who I've I've watched her for years. She's fantastic on Mixer. I saw her. She was having a hard time. I saw a lot of content creators crying and really going through changes about this. You guys have to understand that there were people on Mixer who were 100% dependent on this platform for their income. There are people like us that we've gotten donations that we're grateful from, and we've gotten support here and there, and uh, you know, partnerships with this or that. And then there are people who they have lived on here. This is how they make their money. Those are the people that are going to be the most affected. And they weren't on multiple platforms. They were Mixer partners and that was it. You know, Mixer used a lot of their money to bring over those guys, Shroud and uh, Ninja. And I know yeah. they're free agents now. They can now go wherever the hell they want. They don't have to migrate over to the Facebook thing. But when you think about it, those guys had a big following on Twitch. Way bigger than they could ever have on Mixer, despite the fault of the size of their communities. And uh, they gave that up, that giant community that was established, in order to come to this much smaller platform as a basically as a way for Mixer to market them, to try to draw traffic over. Now those guys are free agents. They'll be okay. Shroud and Ninja, you know, they're, they're big household names, right? They're established. They're, they're set. <laughs> but the other streamers are going to be highly affected. Uh, and it's not cool. Now, that being said... Uh, this is more, I don't want you to think that that's the biggest thing, because this is more than just money for a lot of us. For many of us, it has nothing to do with that. These are our platforms, our safe havens, our 2020 version of the local bar you go to after a shitty day. This is us this is an on, these, on these platforms. Mava Dozy, going back to her once again, you can follow her channel. Follow her on Twitch, not on Mixer, because it's all ending here. Uh, she was PAA streaming. Uh, she adopted a viewer that she had. There was a female. I don't want to go too much into it because it's her story, but there was a female teenage uh, girl that was having some trouble in her life and she wound up living with her. She adopted. Can you imagine? You know, she adopted someone who watched her streams and they live together and they've had a great family and everything. You know, these, th this platform is responsible for amazing things like that, for good people like that. My friends, my friends, NNCL, we started, I, I started off just someone in the chat room, just like you guys that just kind of watched them. And they became good friends of mine. They've helped me advice. I think I got to thank them. I don't know if we would have been prepared for everything that's gone down had it not been not for talking to like-minded people who kind of saw the writing on the walls like we did, but not to the extent that they did. Good people. Good people out here. This is, this is about more than just money for a lot of us. We're all doing this uh, separately yet together. And we're all aware of each other's channels. And that's one of the things on Mixer that we didn't have on Twitch. Because it's a small community, a lot of the content creators do know each other. We have conversed. You know what I mean? When you look through those channels and you see those different uh, streamers that are featured on the front there, a lot of us have had conversations, spoken deeply about things, been on, been on Skype with one another. And uh, it's not always this close on here because it's not too this close. But, you know, the little guys look out for the bigger guys. We look out for the guys smaller than us and so on and so forth. And this was something that Mixer had intimately that I hadn't found anywhere else. That's what kept me focusing on this platform while not really abandoning the other ones. So, uh... I guess to the other content creators, the ones that literally put all their eggs in one basket, um, the most I could say is uh, don't really look at it as uh, an ending of anything. 
You know what I mean? You have to look at it as like the beginning of something completely new. You know, don't look yeah, at it as an look. Yeah, look at it as another chapter. You know, and you still have the same supporters that'll help push and come together for a better future for everyone involved. Because if you were able to get that following here, you're able to get it somewhere else. Don't look at it like that, where it's like going to be like a major loss. You, and you don't want to live by phantom follows. You, you, you'd be surprised how many people you fi- find that have inflated follows or likes or whatever that are actually just phantom follows, that they manipulated the system, if you will. You, you want authentic support from authentic communities. And I've always been blessed to have that uh, in the chat room and behind the scenes uh, with the other content creators. So that's something that I'm grateful for. And that sort of pushes me to go forward. And yeah, it sucks. I mean, shit, Mixer, we've gotten comfortable with this uh, chat room and with this layout and stuff. You know, our overlays, everything that's here, it's going to stick the same for anyone that has the visuals. There's no reason to worry about that. But uh, yeah, it is the end of an era. What are, what are your thoughts, Destin? I know you just got this information this morning too, and it's been a lot to process. It's it's crazy, dude. Like, it's kind of like you mentioned um, some of the streamers that uh, had basically said, we're not streaming on anymore. Well, I think uh, you're aware of a friend of mine, uh, King Bailey Bomb, who I think he's going to be over on Twitch as well. Yeah, yeah, we we spoke to him. I, I heard, I started hearing rumblings from it too, and I was like, I didn't really know what was fully going on until until I found out this morning. But I heard it, and I was like, wait, Bailey's not streaming on Mixer anymore? Like, I started hearing it just piece by piece, and then I finally heard the whole thing this morning, and it was crazy. Like, it was it was so weird. And when I got home today. I took a few minutes and I just decided, okay, I'm going to look at the browse section and I'm going to just see what's going on. Literally, I think I scrolled for about a solid five minutes, just nothing but tears, what's going on, what's next, goodbye mixer, everything. And I was, I think that was the moment when it actually became real. Like, wow, this thing's not going to be here much longer. I, I retweeted about four or five days ago, someone, I one of the, the girls on mixer, she put up a post and the post said uh don't limit yourself to one platform over and over again in caps anyone that follows me on twitter saw that i did that you know what i mean people saw the writing on the wall that's what i'm trying to say like you can't always say something sometimes you're in you know you don't want to help be the nail in the coffin but when you're seeing things like that and again seeing people that were angry oh look at what he's tweeting about it wasn't about you it never was was, there's other things going on that go further than the things that you're looking at you know it was a Dree Geek Girl. She put, don't limit yourself to one platform. She is on Mixer. Her Mixer's Geek yeah, Girl, Dre. Dre Geek Girl. So, you know, again, people saw the writing on the walls and they did what they had to do. But uh, as far as the Brunchables go, I, I don't, the bots don't come from Mixer. <laughs> FYI. I gotta make some Secret adjustments. Out. But the bots are probably migratable over to other things guys it's funny like i'm gonna mix them i can't guarantee if, if anything worst case we'd have to get an, a, a fresh bot and i can even migrate over the brunchables to it but yeah the the bot the bot the stuff that's on the bot and everything even your scores or whatever we'll, we'll keep all of that i can you know dude with the you guys don't understand the shit we do behind the scenes that's the least of my worries right now whether or not the bot's gonna make it <laughs> It's just funny to even hear that. Will the bot make it, though? <laughs> oh, man, you guys kill me. I think the bot will be fine. We'll we'll, we'll get the bot over, you know? Brunchbot did not commit to one platform. 
Yeah, right. Like we're good. He 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 got this. Well, the bike, he ain't even okay. worried. He's just like, okay, let it die. Shit, I don't give a fuck. You know, like we're simulcasting almost in real time across four platforms, then embedded on the top of our website. And like, but will the bot make it? <laughs> I think there's a, there's an episode title, but will the bot make it? Yeah, write it down. But yeah, uh, you guys might just have to bear with me every now and then because I'm learning. I'm on a completely different set of controls ever since I started simulcasting. And, uh, you know, sometimes things aren't as smooth. And I, I no longer go through too much of the stuff before I get on the air. I'd rather just look at it in real time with you guys. So I'm like forming my opinions in real time, which are subject to change. I might change my mind later or look back at something in hindsight and feel a different way about it. Uh, but really, my overall opinion with the uh, the speak up movement is it's good that you have people that speak up. But we've said this before on here. It's also bad when people speak up too late. You know, and I get it. People are going to say, say, well, do you have any idea the courage that it takes and having to relive the trauma and everything else? No, I really don't. I can't say that I do. But what I can say is I guess that's why it's called having the courage to. Because uh, I think it's easier, and I'm being careful my words because I don't sound unsympathetic, but I think it's easier for people to speak up when, like you guys said in the chat earlier, mob mentality. When there's already people speaking up, it's the easiest time to speak up, which is why the first movement was called Me Too, because no one was first, they were two. They were in addition to someone else that they were following. You can't be a two without following somebody. That being said, and not to undermine what the intention of that movement was, when you're basically saying that you agree to this and that, uh, you know, this happens, you're, you're leaving yourself completely uh, open for the fact that th- this doesn't have to be used this way. It could be misrepresented. People can use it with malicious intentions to ruin the lives of others. You can have angry ex-girlfriends or angry ex-wives or, you know what I mean? They say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That doesn't mean that every woman scorns, but it means that it has fucking happened, right? Yeah. So I'm just saying from that creative standpoint it's it would have been more beneficial and it would have been uh it would have helped people and i've said this before by any kind of attack people experience it's hard to speak up but when you do speak up think of all of the people that would have been future victims to this person that victimized you that you have spared that pain to it makes you more of a hero than if you held on knowingly for years that this person was a predator under the knowledge that there's a possibility that they could be assaulting other people, but never speaking about it because of what it would do to you. There's sympathy in that. I get it. Devil's advocate would say, but the person couldn't, wasn't ready to speak up. And if you don't understand what it's like and so on, I get that. And I'm just saying, but imagine how much more beneficial and imagine how many less people would get victimized if victims spoke up when the things happened or right away, especially when it's in a corporate environment or somewhere. And I guess, I, I, I mean, yes, I do know, I've seen on Twitter that there are people that have shown, look, I spoke up, I sent an email to human resources, I showed this and no one did anything. And to those people, there you go. That then, then you, that's the right way to go. But it, you gotta handle everything on a case by case, especially when people don't come forward right away and the circumstances being different. We can't just automatically assume that there aren't two sides to a story because someone has accused an attacker. The courts don't handle it that way. The cops don't handle it that way. Investigators don't handle it that way. I don't see how we as a society have now adopted that mentality of dealing with things. Mixer cannot police criminal allegations especially if there's been no charges nor can the wwe these are corporations 
when the hell was the last time that a corporation's done that? Decided ahead of time without there being any evidence that they were going to release somebody from something. That would mean that anyone can make allegations about anyone and you just you, you, you lose your job immediately, no matter what. They don't have to look yeah. into it. They say, hey, look, this person attacked me. That's it. Why is he still working here? Then? They lost their job. It's like literally having just like it's like having everybody with basically armed with no freaking safety on their guns. Anyone could just fire off at anybody at any point. You could lose anything in an instant with yeah. that level of power. It, it the, seems like it's gotten easier to just say, oh, you, you say he did it? All right, cool. He did it. Like, and that's the danger of a movement like that, that it becomes a smoking gun. You can fuck somebody up now with this. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, I'm not saying that everyone's doing that, but I'm saying you have to understand that it can happen. We got to look at the dangers of this, guys. Look at it objectively. That's all that I ask. My deepest yeah. sympathies to the people that have been assaulted. But again, I also have to look objectively at each by a case-by-case basis. And Willie, yeah, you missed it in the beginning. Mixer, the platform Mixer is closing down if you haven't heard it on the internet already. So we are discussing our futures here and what we're going to do. July 22nd is the last day for Mixer. What are your thoughts in the chat room? You guys want to jump over to Twitch? Listen, a lot of, we're going to be, if we stick here for the last month, we're going to be some of the only content creators. Because a lot of people, and that's one of the reasons I was late, I was trying to multitask watching Raw, and I was watching some streamers that this, today, they streamed for the final time. A lot of people today have streamed on Mixer for the final time. A lot of the bigger creators today have said, these are our final streams. That stream you came into earlier, Dustin, that was a final stream. No. They're already gone. So we can stick around for this last month if you just want to enjoy the chat and enjoy the mixer. But I'm just saying that a lot of people have already decided to move on, whether it be to YouTube, to Facebook, to Twitch. Some people have just left. They said they don't know what they're going to do. This is where they built everything. It's the sad thing is, and the reason I know that this was a knee-jerk reaction to the whole sexual allegations is because some people were partnered yesterday. Can you imagine being partnered yesterday? You're going to make money with Mixer and the following day the platform's gone? Exactly. That's, that's that insane. means they were planning a slower transition. If they had already decided they were getting rid of it, they planned a slower transition. But this, this, uh, they don't want to be part of this movement right now. This speak out movement is probably too much. It's not. That's not Microsoft's world. So I ask you guys again: What do you think? We, do you want to ha- stay here for now? Where do you think we ultimately wind up? Twitch. Yes, Shane says Twitch sounds good to him. It has a better following, especially for now. It's available on multiple streaming sticks, Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon. That is TV. true. I mean... Uh, so is so is uh, Mixer. Mixer's available. There's a thing on Fire Stick called MSO, Mixer Streamers Only. Uh, and I use that when I'm watching mixed streams on that. Oh. That's, that's pretty cool. There, there's all kinds of ways you could get it on stuff. But it doesn't matter because it's not going to exist anymore. You know, we're literally at the edge of the end of the world if we stay here. Uh well, we're, well, everywhere we're simulcasting right now is an option, Willie. We're, right now we're simulcasting to YouTube. If anyone's on YouTube, uh, we, we have people there right now talking. Yeah, we have people in Twitch. Twitch was just talking in there. We got, yeah, we had two people in there. We had, on Twitch, we have people. Uh, there's a few times. On Twitter as few, well. We had like 100 people for one game night once. There were t- times we have a few hundred during the post shows on, uh, on Twitter. But Twitter's not a good platform for a chat room. I'm talking like the people yeah. who want to hang out in a chat room format. I would, I would think that Twitch is probably the, the, best bet it's where we were originally um it's probably the most stable it's been the most consistent i mean hell i went back in there and our archives still have our old videos exactly you know it's like it's yeah it's a lot and of truth people, be me at this point like a lot yeah, of I guess, people don't want us to go on facebook yeah, go ahead That's, yeah i was gonna say yeah who's talking about like, like a proper send-off i mean at this point with the way this place is gone out how proper of a send-off could you really have you know like, 
Uh, yeah, well, apparently... They basically just say, hey, we're killing This it, came like. from the higher-ups. The Mixer administrators, the people that run Mixer, didn't even find out until today. Like, this came from way at the top, which is why I think it was influenced by this uh, this sex, this sex rape shit because of how fast this platform is now non-existent. You know what I mean? Think about it. And there were people making thousands and thousands of dollars on here, some of the biggest... Like I said, don't worry about us because we've always been everywhere. As a matter of fact... We already have a Twitch, you know what I mean? If it turns out that this Mixer account is just going to go dead at the end, or my option is to make it into Facebook games, I would turn it into one. But it's weird, because we're already on Facebook Watch. All of our gaming stuff is on there, so I think we would just turn that watch into Facebook games, and that would just be another channel anyway? You know what I mean? Like, we're already on all those things. There's not really anything for them to migrate us to. It's a matter of what platform do we want to use. We have all of them. And yeah, I think Twitch Twitch sounds good too. Two people on Twitch there, Willie with kind of half and half Twitch YouTube. I think Twitch is a better platform. Yeah, I'm right there with you. If we had to choose between them. And right now, honestly, people can handle this however the hell they want. You can stick to Mixer or you can jump straight over to Twitch right now. And if you haven't made an account, I suggest that you do and, and give a follow over there. Uh, the way we're watching this, all of these chat rooms are coming together thanks to our restream bot. We got our brunch bot, and don't worry, the restream bot won't die in here either. The restream bot exists everywhere, and it makes sure that it restreams to all of you on whatever channel you're on. So we're most prepared for this thanks to work that we've been doing behind the scenes for the past month and a half. Um, not much really changes. A lot of stuff stays the same. And yeah. Again, I wouldn't worry about us. I worry about the people that are losing money. You know, people that have yeah. adopted uh, someone who adopted a listener on here, or uh, people who people that like their livelihoods are going to die in a month. Their careers, you know what I mean? So, yeah. a lot of people out there that have literally four weeks to figure out what the hell they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, that's why I never put my eggs in one basket. Yeah, he said, "Talk brunch originals will follow wherever you go." <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, right? <laughs> I appreciate you guys for that one. You ever think that I don't? Don't mind me. I'm just setting up uh, stuff in the back. Whenever you hear me, my voice hang like that. I'm not just not paying attention. I'm setting up stuff in the program to make sure we have stuff. Oh, yeah. You do another shenanigans. We do a Discord server. We have a Discord we, server. Yeah, we just never use that thing. We use it. We, back when we were doing Terror Online, we had the Discord server most active. The Discord server is there right now. If you guys want to use Discord... Uh, I would want some moderators on there, which in general, I said before, we need new moderators. We need people to be on the air as moderators with us, with myself and Destin on different things, not just the wrestling. In the chat room when neither of us are around. Like. And we could use some on the Discord, too. Like right now, everything that you see is basically uh, us running it. And I'm doing all the uh, the posting of stuff and putting things wherever you need. But, yeah, there's always been a Discord. Let me. Uh, how do I invite people? to? I'm shitty with Discord, by the way. I'm too busy doing this to ever learn it. Um, I should somebody the- out there you can teach. I mean... I used to know, you know what, when you stay away from something for like a long, long time. <laughs> you forget about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could, let me see how I would share the link to the Discord. We have all of that stuff, man. This isn't, I told you guys before that this wasn't like just a a, a bargain bin brand, even though we kind of at times run it like it, you know. <laughs> Write it down, bargain bin brands. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm in, am I in Discord now? <laughs> That's sad, right? Is he in Discord? Yeah, I'm in our Discord. Is there like a button to invite people to this thing? Oh, God. Yeah, right? That's what I'm thinking. Oh, God. Son of a bitch. I'm sitting here trying to remember now because there's a way to do it. Yeah, I suck at this, man. Somebody in the chat room help me out with this shit. Because I'm in Discord now. 
I think I know some people out there that might be able to figure, help us figure it out at some point. You would think there could be a share button somewhere, right? Right? Like some kind of something simple. But. Come on. I already don't like this. <laughs> you <laughs> it's, know? Just too, it's too complicated. I'm already pissed. See, Twitch, this is all we gotta do is just be like, hey, you hit that button. Watch. Okay. What, what is this? This little right, arrow cool. thing here. here. Server settings, create channel. Invite Change people. Aha. Ha. Invite people. Got okay. It. This invite works for one day, I guess. Maybe I have to change that later on. I I don't even know. Yeah, I feel what like the hell? Like, one day invite. Okay, what? So one day invite. So here, here it is in the chat room. This should give us our Discord link. Not much going on there. We've ran some of the shows from there because most of the time we use Skype, but we've used, we we yeah. piped the order in from Discord and had people uh, way back, like maybe a year or two ago. Yeah, we did. we've done many things on there before. You know, it just, we keep migrating in and out of things. Maybe we should give some communities time to grow and stop migrating all over the damn place. Yeah. Like that, that had hundreds of people at one point. We're like, we're like a child with a toy. <laughs> I see AC jumped in there. See, I don't even know how to do this. He, he just said hi. Hi, AC. You see? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Could we, with the, is there a way to put audio in here? Because would that be a chat room we could use? The Discord? That would be kind of cool. Because that's like our own thing, right? That's self-governed by us. Yeah. Can't nobody, there will be no movement shutting that down. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really like Twitch because, Twi- I mean, Twitch offered us affiliate, you know what I mean? We, 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 how many people have literally shrugged some shit like, and I guess it's because at the time we weren't thinking about it. We were just podcasting. We we're talking about wrestling. We we're too busy arguing with people who hate us for, for shitting on TNA. We were like in our own wrestling wars with other podcasts and we never, it was like, oh, look, Twitch <laughs> gave us some affiliate shit. And we just, I, completely- all I'm saying is that in that, in that case, you use that term podcast loosely. Yeah, I guess so. Right in hindsight, that that, was, that that is literally like just just imagine a series a series of buffering stone cold calls. Like, yeah, in hindsight, we're, a lot of those people that we used to compete with were we ever really competing? You know, and I don't mean any disrespect to any shows, but uh, I guess it's, it's almost like when Dragon Ball, like they can't go back and fight season one villains in season eight. Like I'm looking back and like I don't really look. I've forgiven anyone who we've had grievances with simply because of the fact that uh, at this point we're doing things so differently from what we were doing even two months ago not even the same game that it's not it's not even exactly it's not even the same game we, we can't compete with uh people anymore what are they doing a lot of those shows we were dealing with first of all they were audio only um and not to pat myself on the back but they wouldn't last three minutes in this control seat you seen that scene in aliens when all of the guys started dying all the marines and that one dude was like on the controls and he just froze and ripley had to put all i'm saying is that's us <laughs> Se- segue in a little bit because I just happened to look off the icon because it's still on my PC. If anybody remembers the For Honor stream I did, that was a spontaneous stream because Rick spent a good three or four hours that day showing me how to work OBS. I almost exploded from stress. Yeah, like all of the broadcasting <laughs> stuff that we're doing right now, you have to know how to do it to make this, the chat room come on, the ticker, the the follows. And I'm, it's not all rocket science, but it's just that... Uh, what we're doing now is so different from when we were doing those other shows that sometimes people ask, oh, did you hear what they're doing? And I'm like, no, because I didn't get to see because it's still, <laughs> it's still, it's still just audio. And I don't want to hear what uh, any of them are doing. Like we're dealing with uh, a, a lot more technological people. So I don't really look at it in any kind of way anymore. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's, it's beneficial to us, too. I'm glad we learned how to do a lot of this stuff. 
you know and that, that's why sometimes i know people miss past people we had on here oh what's going to happen to this person which not everyone yes there have been some people who have left where it's been harsh but not everyone some people it was just time for them to go or they had health issues or they had marital issues i'm not gonna point to one or the other but there were issues and i and i always ask myself like if they were around for this incarnation of the community what would they be able to do because you guys forget the majority of the people that we talk about in hindsight were here before we even had a screen they were the what at the time which was killing them they were getting drops for me you know the little interviews that we would play throughout the show they were getting little buttons for me to play or if they found an interview or something cool they would link me to it where, where, what would their role be in this new world? You know what I mean? And there's yeah. no disrespect, but they can't control any of this for me. There's like little to nothing that they can do to make the show smoother. So that's one of the reasons why the format had to change anyway. It's like this wasn't equipped for everyone. That old school way that we were doing things was a lot more casual. And this way is a lot more casual for us. We talk a lot more from ourselves, ironically, but the, the, I think the station is more formal. Shane's in there now. Shane and AC... Are in there. Oh man. Yeah, you can install it. It works on phones, it works on everything. What's cool about that is that people can call in from there and they'll get they'll they'll get in. They just have to tell me they want on the call. And I don't even have to hang up this call. I can the way we we have our wiring, everyone can be on everything. Like people can come in from Discord, from Skype, from even Xbox Live Party. I kid you not. Like no matter what you call yeah, in. We from, managed to pull that off in the yeah, past. No matter what you call in from, we usually prefer Skype, but no matter what you call in from, you get onto this call. There's not like one way on here. And we we don't really emphasize that enough. Yeah. You know, but you don't have to pick you pick what you want. And we patch it into the audio here. It's not, you got to be on our thing. Yeah, that was a quick segment. I, I stopped for coffee there in case you were wondering. I had to, it's like this coffee sitting here. Sometimes I'll, when I, during Rick's rants, especially, I get pissed because I'll go for my coffee afterwards and that shit is cold. I'm like, oh, what happened? I'm saying that. What happened? I wasn't that, that like, 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 like that and like flat. So it's like, it's just, you're sad afterwards. Like, motherfucker. Shit, now this is cold too. Give a, give a fuck around and open a soda and then fell asleep. That sucks, right? And That's so, a sad there's moment. No right saving there. the soda either, dude. Like, there's no Yo, saving the shit. I woke. I've woken up and realized I didn't put more than two sips in. Took a sip and it was just like, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what? I haven't been drinking as much, even though I only stick to diet. Which yeah, people go, "Bah, my aspartame." Trust me, aspartame will kill you a lot less frequently than sugar. But anyway, um, I haven't even drinking as much soda lately because my my beverage choices have altered so much since we started doing keto, which I think we were 14, 15 months on ketosis, which I, I roughly say keto slash low carb diet because more this year uh, I do have carbs and maybe even a little sugar, but just to, to probably a marginal 1%, 2% to the extent of what most people do. But that yeah. being said, I, my drinking habits changed where now... Uh, I'll drink like sparkling ice. If you don't know what that is, look it up on Amazon. Look for sparkling that ice. That stuff is good. That stuff's great. And it, it has a, you know, antioxidants in it, no sugars or anything. It's really good. I wound up drinking a lot of those because uh, they taste better than soda, like the flavor. It has all the benefits of soda and the, the basically the carbon it's of soda. It's not as intense. Yeah. And they're cheap too. You get them off Amazon for like $10. Sparkling ices are really good. When I don't want something carbonated, what I'll usually drink, I, I keep bottled water around. And there are two go-tos that we have. One of them might be out of some people's budget, but I highly recommend it. Uh, the other one, uh, a little bit cheaper, one's called Mio, M-I-O, which it's a, it's a, it's basically you squirt it into your drinks and it's like an energy, basically caffeinated flavor. You can find Mio anywhere. You can find it in drugstores and stuff like that. You go to Walmart and go apeshit on Mio. The other one is Gamer Supps, which uh, we bought Gamer Supps on the recommendation of Zen and Seattle. 
um, Gamer Supplements, GamerSupps.gg is the website. They are, you can call them the competing factor to uh, G Fuel. If you guys have ever heard of G Fuel, which is like a gamer powder that people put in their water, it's very similar to meal. Gamer Supps is like the competition to G Fuel. And uh, if you do decide you're going to pick it up, they have some pretty good deals there. But use code Zen and CL for me. Those are our uh, friend streamers, some of our higher streamers that we talk about, Zen with an X. And uh, pick up game or stuff from them. You get a, I believe you get a 10% discount on it. That's something else that I drink. I did not mean to make this into a plug for that. I'm just talking about <laughs> Well, hey, shit happens. Yeah, crazy. You see, that's what it is. It's the streamer in me. But yeah, that that's something that I drink. I don't, it's a little bit, uh, I mean, the flavor is good. It's a little sweeter, maybe a little more chalky-ish than, than meal, but I do like it. I like the variety of it. Um, I say try both and see which one you yeah. prefer. I'm more familiar kind of with meal, so definitely something I more lean towards. During during streams, like right now, I always go for coffee, but it's usually keto coffee. It'll be keto. Um, it'll be coffee with like a coconut oil um, and some sort of like a zero carb or even maybe one carb creamer type deal. Which in my first year of keto, it was always black coffee for a while, which is just as good. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just doing the uh, the coconut oil is better for fat burning, too. And it's good for yeah. it's just overall good for you. But yeah, that's my beverage. See, we're segueing into all kinds of shit. Today. At this Gamer, point, you gotta segue into something that makes you smile. Like yeah. Jesus Christ! Like, Gamer Subs is like a powder. Yes, it is a yeah, powder. Pretty much put it in your drinks and it flavors it. So. Yeah, we we might even try to have we we've talked to them about a partnership type deal. Which right now, honestly, we're a very small community, and I'd rather help some of the other streamers that already have an establishment there. But yeah, Gamer Subs is something that it's pretty cool. I like it. The people who run the Twitter have an interesting personality as well. I'm going to drop the link in the chat room for you guys, as a matter of fact, yeah. so you can see what it is. There you go. So that's the link to the Gamer Subs place. But yeah, I, I drink those because a lot of the time when I'm not streaming with you guys, I'm, I'm on their stream and we're playing Bless Unleashed because I'm in their guild or whatever. And they have, they're morning people more than me, so I'll, I'll drink that shit so that I don't die. Night streams, I go for the coffee. So obviously, I definitely have a thing with caffeine, if you haven't noticed. Every drink that I've recommended, <laughs> aside from the meal, which you can get energy meal, but that's for pussies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, so uh, I mean, say, I mean sparkling ice, though. You can get sparkling ice, but it's not that strong. It really isn't that strong, the energy ones. You thought what was only available for Twitch Prime. The, the pull down, uh, honestly, the I haven't gotten, I haven't had the time to mess with the Twitch too much, but we do have Twitch Prime on there. So if there are extra features and stuff, I'll let you know. We might start doing giveaways. I know as a Twitch Prime member, they give us a lot of codes, which they don't apply to me because they do a lot of Steam stuff. I don't PC game. We're strictly Xbox and maybe some retro gaming here. So we'll probably start... Uh, yeah, I know you've always been into the sparkling ice sugar chain. But yeah, we'll probably start doing, like, we'll give away some of those Steam codes that come with the Twitch. If they permit us, I believe they do. But I don't play PC games. For those of you that do, we'll do giveaways on Jackbox Nights and even some Xbox games. You know, yeah. like, I'm going to start looking at the market. And if you add me on Xbox, I'll gift you certain games during during special events and stuff like that as we progress into becoming, uh, until our next phase of streaming. So you fuck around and give that one guy Fallout 76 and he loses his mind. Or? Oh, someone's going to get it. <laughs> somebody out there. I have to give somebody a Fallout 76, you know? So you want to watch them rage in GameStop too? Probably Kula. I'll give him Kula. You want, <laughs> you gotta, you, you, you want Trivia Murder Party. Here's your Fallout 76. <laughs> now we want to see you Tricentennial edition. Now you got to go stream it and tell us how, how it was. We need proof oh, that you're playing God. it all the time, that you appreciate it. You, you better wear the helmet. 
Yeah, even if it's the toxic one, right? <laughs> you say it like it's not another like it's not a toxic one. There's a there's a better fall there's a better Fallout seventy six if he goes outside at this point. Yeah. We played real Fallout seventy six. Someone needs to make a game where you go outside and everything's surprisingly okay. You know? <laughs> we'll be like, Oh shit, I've never had this before. Right. You know? It'll be the begin it'll just be it'll be the beginning of Fallout four and that'll just be the whole game. Yeah, exactly. Everything's just nice the entire time. Everything turns out okay. That should be the game. Let's start, let's start a, a Kickstarter for a game where everything's just okay. You go to the store, you get milk and eggs, come yeah, back. I mean, it'd be kind of fun to do the Twitch thing because the Twitch opens up a few doors as well. Because, I mean, full disclosure in the background, I've expressed uh, streaming PlayStation games at some point. Like, I know Detroit Becoming Human is the one I'm always talking about. It's easy. It's even easier being on Twitch now. So. Well, it's just as easy, really. Like, our setup permits, as long as you get yourself set up on your side with everything that you need. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's easy. You know, it's just a matter of a, a couple keys here and there to get things in. No Man's Sky, yeah, man. I, I I bought No Man's Sky at launch, and I hardly get to play it because we never have a group. If anyone wants to play now that it's on Game Pass, hit us up, and we'll, we'll start a stream of No Man's Sky. I want to start a fresh character and start building up from the beginning and really enjoy that game, but with a group. Yeah, There's a lot of games full group. Do, but I always wait for groups on these things, you know? Yeah, three people's cool and all, but it's like a group of four, you get way more stuff done. Yeah. And I know we're eating time and just casually talking here, but you know what? Most of the fucking program is about rape. Like, we're going to get into yeah. it, but there's not much else that happened in news. Either that or most of it was ignored because it's all about the speaking out movement. So it's like everything I'm going to be getting into is just different, uh, different accusations and stuff from what I'm seeing here on the program. Pretty much. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about instead before we get into that? Um, I mean, you know, Willie just said, "What are you going to play now that DBZ is over?" Uh, no Man's Sky Group of Four. That would be great. I would love No Man's Sky as a Group of Four. The thing is, I got to be careful with the Sunday slot because it has to always be something we can do. Like for anyone that doesn't know, Sundays we do two games. We do one at around eight nine o'clock, and then one around ten eleven o'clock for a couple of hours each. Yeah. It has to always be able to be played on Sunday. Yeah. Exactly. Mondays, as you know, this show. Mondays, this show. And then Wednesday is the Jackbox. Those are the only scheduled things. Then we could just go on the stream whenever the hell we want. So I'm careful with Sundays because it's something we have to really be committed to. The Dragon Ball Z should stick around because there were still side quests when we rolled the credits yesterday. Yeah. So we'll go and see and the stuff. And there's the DLC. And there's the DLC. So we're going to I think it's the Battle of the Gods, which is next. Um, I don't know what's going to go in the Dragon Ball Z Cockroach slot on Sundays when we're done with it. As far as the. Uh, the South Park, once we're done with Stick of Truth, we're going to immediately go to Fractured Butthole. We have the Ultimate Edition which, of those. <laughs> which, side note, anybody who missed Sunday, that might have been the funniest stream we have ever had. There was definitely some it. weirdness. Yeah. There were moments where I swear to you, I was in tears. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. What was the best moment on there? Was it when we went to Canada? So, here's the thing. It's a tie between... Canada, and for me, it's a particular moment. It was when we um when we first got into the scrubs and everything, and um we were walking through, and you found what were they called poison grenades or something? Yeah, and it was your reaction that made because at one point Rick goes, "Dude," and then I just start laughing. And he goes, "Bruh." <laughs> Yo, if you can, I wish. Can we get a timestamp of that? I wonder if we. Let me see if I, I can find. I can find it. If you can find it on the mixer, and then give me a timestamp. Oh, let me see. Uh, let me see if I can I find it. Talk about a fuck around episode, right? Yo, 
And I mean, I still got my uh, review of The Last Ride, Chapter 5, too, so that's coming up. <laughs> what sucks is I had it on my hard drive and deleted it just before the show started because I figured, well, if I'm not going to need this South Park stream, click. And that's the last thing I did before I hit the start button. <laughs> just so it wouldn't linger. Can... So now I got to pull it off of the... Uh, off of the actual site, which is not impossible to do. I just got to go to past streams. Go to past streams. Oh, look at that. Echo, look at that. Echo, look at that. Echo, look at that. Echo, look at that. Word of advice, never go to your own stream. Actually, there's another moment besides that. It was, uh... We were putting the clothes... We were putting her regular clothes back on because, spoiler alert, um... In this part of the game, we have to dress up as a girl to align with the girls. There's a part in here. Let me see if I can find it. Let's yeah. see. Give me a timestamp and I, I can get it running probably. Let's see. There was a time that it would have been impossible for us to do this kind of shit at all, let alone uh, exactly on the fly here like this. Don't worry. We're going to get back to talking about stuff. We promise. Oh, yeah, keep yeah, some of it. Got to keep some of it lighthearted, though. We got we to gotta be funny. At this point, let's be real. We need to be funny. But it was real, when we were... Uh, funny. It was what, yeah, it was when we were putting the clothes back on her, I think. And you mentioned, oh, dang, I almost found it. Oh, dear God, I almost found it. I hope I don't cause us an echo again. I might. Oh. Tell me, this is what happened when we do it live, guys. Yeah, sorry about that. You get your handguns like this. Well, let's be real. It's depressing as the episode is. Y'all ain't going to I have it up already, and you just got to give me the time slot. Yeah. Like, I'm good here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let it run where it is. I'm wow! Definitely. Okay. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> man, if I could find it, is it not where I remember it being? It's a stream of a stream. Stream cannon. It's still, still telling us to look through the records. I thought we grabbed all the records. Let's see. We're almost there. Like, I'm- it's definitely over an hour in. That's for sure. Because it was when we were <laughs> yeah, changing I'm back sure. into our regular clothes. Well, here's the reaction. Remember the before. ivy needle patch. Yeah, this is oh. the first one. This was amazing. Listen to his reaction. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, dude. Oh, you just realized what they were, right? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to get worse. <laughs> they called it poison grenades, Rick. <laughs> Everything oh. fucked up right now. Yeah, it's going to get worse. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Get on up in the I'm chair. Dr. Poon Love. I love his name, right? <laughs> Hey, a little young to be having an abortion, aren't we? It's okay. We have a... Okay, I've almost oh. found it. <laughs> 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 okay, track now. We'll get that fuck taken right out of you. Here we go. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Oh. Wow, never seen that before. You burned out the vacuum. I'm gonna have to okay, go to about one twenty thirty. One one what? <laughs> go get one hour twenty minutes and uh, yeah thirty seconds. Okay, don't this talk part, dirty, so there's not two of us. We don't want to c- confuse people. Yeah, th- this part. Here we go. Oh. New kid, the girls are very thankful for you texting us the abortion records. We are one step away from finding out which girl among us is a two-faced bitch. Unfortunately, the record keeper at the abortion clinic is... For- no, like an hour, 20 minutes and 30 seconds. Whoever this two-faced skank is thinks she can outsmart us. We want to help you. This should be like a headband or something. <laughs> Fuck if I remember. <laughs> yeah, there's like a headband or some kind of shit. 
I don't even think she had a helmet on. I think that's what it was. This yeah, was they so were on plane. It was great. Watch this. And weren't their <laughs> shoes? Yeah, they were. Well, there was this thing. Yeah. Are we good? <laughs> you better work, bitch. You better work. Yeah, right. You want a Lamborghini? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Can't believe you said that. No way the fuck are we Oh, going? God. You want a Lamborghini? Oh, Holy God. shit. If you ever needed a reason to show up for the Sunday stuff, there's your reason, kids. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with the Sunday stuff. That shit was so hard to play. You want a Lamborghini? We just put on random games and have a blast. Well, those are scheduled, but I don't know what's going to take the place of uh, Dragon Ball, though. We're going to have to see. I, mean, I, I know Jump Ultimate isn't as good, but I, I kind of like Jump to keep Force. That. Yeah, Jump. Yeah, I mean, Jump truth Force. be told, I like Jump Force. Uh, I've been playing through it. The combat's high speed chaos. The game looks great. And I mean, you can create your own character. So it, I, I'd say it'd be worth a try. Okay. I mean, it's on Game Pass, so. <laughs> but I think right now the general consensus join us on Discord. I'll put a fresher link, or you can DM us on Twitter. My Twitter's open, everybody, and ask for our link. Just to be part of Discord in case we ever do any giveaways or anything, they will use the Discord to give people whatever the code or whatever happens. However, uh, it looks like Twitch makes the most sense. To it's be the closest to this, really. Like. It is the closest to this. That's probably the chat room that we're going to go back to using. The other thing I wanted to touch upon is that they said that the mixer will be disabled on the Xbox. So a lot of people who are just streaming through their Xboxes, that's going to be gone. But you know what? At the same time, now's a good time to... Uh, I think that that kind of streaming doesn't work, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's it does. I know from personal experience of doing it, it doesn't come through anywhere near as clean. And not just that. At this point... I advise people who wanted to be content creators make it doesn't matter how popular it matters that your brand has a distinctive vibe feel and look to it put effort into your branding you know what I mean like if you're on just the console then you're just they're just looking at a stream of your game there's no branding on there there's nothing for them to follow or click on there's no interaction even if it's just some effort put effort into your branding before making a jump to another platform because if it didn't work on a small platform like this it's not going to work with the larger fish exactly you know? so just keep that in mind focus on your branding and and just if you're different and you're not doing the same thing as everybody else then that's gonna eventually catch on there's too many people out here that it's like clone streamers doing the same thing streaming the same shit in the same ways nothing different or unique about their look appearance or style you gotta gotta kind of climb out of that you know so i know a lot of people are like, well it's not fair that we can't stream directly from the council it doesn't matter what were those streams catching on any, anything else we want to talk about in regards to this? Any other questions, guys, in the chat room in regards to what's yeah. going to happen? Sugar Chain is like, I can only watch Apex Legends and Warzone so much. That's what everybody was. That's another thing. Mixer was, it was, everybody was very limited here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone was very, very limited, unfortunately. Oh, boy. All right. I think we basically covered it, guys. Always check the website in closing because we've gone on longer than I wanted to always check the website. And again, we're going to go more into these rape allegations and stuff and our opinions and everything else. But always check the website. Always check our social media. We're available in multiple places so that nothing, no platform shutting down on us is ever the end. And yet to figure out your Twitch login, you have to like the best thing to do is know your username because you don't log in with your email. You log in with your username now. And if you don't know your old username, then they would send it to your email and then you would log in as that. I know it's crazy. Right. <laughs> I 
I had to do that originally. It was an adventure, but hey, made it. But yeah, if you haven't ever subscribed to us over on Twitch, now's a good time. That channel has been there for a really long time. And I guess we are going to start transitioning over there uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but for now, things are going to do the way that they are. And also, it's going to be good for us because this there's not a lot of growth on Mixer right now. Like, we're going to need to grow. And the way that you guys can help with that is, is sending out retweeting, sharing stuff out. Tell your friends something. Yeah. Pretty much any way that you participate with the community on social media in a lot of ways is better than the donations. Doesn't mean we don't like donations. Doesn't mean we like don't like social media. But all of that shit works. Every bit of it helps. When you like something or you retweet something or you just engage in anything on social media, it does help because it does get more exposure to things. Yeah. You know. So, no, no worries, man. You don't have to do it right now. If you want to, you can. Yeah. Um, you could do it however. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting times. Let's see what happens. But, I mean, we ain't going nowhere, so. Am I happy for this change now that we've had access to be an affiliate? Uh, not really, because the the whole reason I didn't use that access was because I didn't want to not be able to stream to simulcast. I like streaming to Twitch, and I like streaming to Twitter and YouTube and Mixer at the same time, even though the Mixer part's coming to an end. It is higher of a possibility that in the future, if things look good enough on Twitch, where we would uh, become exclusive to them. There's no reason to think that that couldn't happen. But it would have to be that that's where the community goes. If the community happens to be more focally on Twitter or on YouTube, then that's where it would fall. I would like it to be Twitch because a lot of the people that I know, a lot of my peers that are streamers, have already made the move to Twitch and decided against all the other platforms. So, I mean, if you're asking my personal opinion, then yeah. Based on the peers that I already have here and the support that you guys don't really get to see that's working in the background... I like Twitch because it's an extension of my Mixer family, my friends and people. You know, like on days where I'm not streaming, we all get to talk about things. Or if I if something didn't work here, I was able to go. Like I could go to CL and ask her, "Hey, how do you know? How did how did this? Uh, what do I do to make this shit right? How do I fix my bot or whatever?" And I don't really use that kind of resource very often, but just having that uh, support is easier. Not that they wouldn't support if I went elsewhere. But that's what made Mixer cool, and that's what we hope to do within Twitch. You know, so he says, George says, I already go there for Impact. Yeah, right? Why not? Impact was ahead of the game. <laughs> Impact was way ahead of everybody. Look at that. Impact was way ahead of the game in this one. How fucked up would it be if Impact went to Mixer? Impact was smart enough not to. It would have been another <laughs> place that they would have had to leave. They would have been more used to it than us. I would have been like, well, we know the drill. Impact and sit there, but like, well, you we were going to get suitcases. We never unpack. We've been living out of them because we knew this day would come. <laughs> it comes all the time. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Look at that. We're going to be our neighbors with um with Impact. We're our neighbors right now. We're broadcasting on Twitch as we speak. Yeah. I just got to fix. I think the notification is still gives us the zombie instead of a Jericho. Yeah, we have to we have to change up what that's going to be. Which I mean, at this point, it's even got to be a different thing now because I mean, Lister Jericho is dead, so. That's true. That's a very old school. Yeah, that that yeah. that's that's WWE too lazy to actually try anything, Jericho. Yeah, it looks like we're gonna be changing our notifications. Time time has come. You're right. There is no list anymore. We're the only one still using the list. It's all the stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only still relevant because of us, Vince. Yeah, and there was a a girl who approached me, a graphic designer. Her prices are really cheap. She wants to redo all of the talk brunch stuff. 
Um, again, we speak to people behind the scenes. We're pulling the curtain for all of you guys today. But she does graphics. Thank you, Kula, for the follow. Look at that, the zombie, the old school. You know we got to get in there and fix that shit. <laughs> I said, you know we ain't touched that motherfucker in a long time. Okay, Patricia Jones. Her Twitter is at Patricia GFX. You can give her a follow. She is someone who has offered to do graphics. Okay, and she does charge. Obviously, she does this for a living, but her prices are reasonable. And if you go to her account, you can see uh, a lot of the things that she's done. And we're not ready right now. I told her we still had to look into a few things. And it's because, again, I didn't know how this was going to all turn out. But you can go check her out. Uh, give her a follow. She's Canadian. And she, she has graphics there. Is she 8-bit? No, you're not. After that, after Sunday, we gotta be careful of these things. Yeah, but the possibility of just doing the affiliate thing on Twitch. Apparently, they have FTL servers if we turn off the simulcast, and that's tempting. So, we'll see what happens. And I don't know if we can embed the Twitch stream to the top of TalkBrunch.com the way we have the Mixer one currently. So that might have to just be a link, again, like it used to be, where you click on the banner and it'll take you to the page. We'll have to see how their semantics and shit work out. Exactly. A lot of people have been alienated for the first hour of this because they listen on iTunes and don't give a shit. I mean, honestly, I've listened to wrestling podcasts and things like that for years, and I've never really spoken in any chat rooms until almost recently, the past couple of years of Mixer, the people I call my friends on here. So before that, I never did. So the, the point being, the average listener will listen and consume your content without you ever knowing that they exist. That's just the way that it is. And I don't take it personal. There's a lot of you. When I look at... uh soundcloud or itunes or iHeartRadio, there's in the thousands you know so i don't really take it personally but you know it's an open conversation for the people that are here that are willing to be here late at night and talk about this stuff which i think that's super important you know all right if there's nothing else let's get on to all of this rape well before we get to the rape we have one last order of business oh by do tell well, the final chapter of The Last Ride. Again, Undertaker. That's right. The last, last ride. Literally, the last ride. They mean it this time. The Undertaker's so, last ride. Do tell. Tell me what uh, happened to Taker this time. Well, um, the biggest thing coming out of it, and he wound up elaborating into it uh, as time went on, but he leaded to it. After 33 years, Mark Calloway has called it. Yeah. The Undertaker has officially retired. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the interesting thing, because I know we talked about before how weird it would be if, that, if the Boneyard match was his last thing. He elaborated exactly what happened that led to the decision, because it wasn't set in stone that this was going to be his last match. But he revealed that during filming of The Last Ride, I believe on the first day, as they're riding back, he gets a phone call um, from his niece and basically says, hey, Tim, uh, my dad had a heart attack. Taker starts asking, of course, like, oh, uh, what hospital is he is? What hospital is he at? Just, of course, you know, stuff, normal stuff you're going to ask somebody if you hear a family or just had a heart attack. And his niece literally says, no, Uncle Mark, Tim didn't make it. So basically, in the middle of filming during this match, The Undertaker lost his brother, which, as you could even see during the interview, really affected him. Like, he still had a hard time talking about it at that moment. It's just an unfortunate situation that now he has to go into a second day of filming dealing with this now like a lot of the stuff you saw like during the fight scenes with the club and aj and everybody he was it's still him dealing with that at the same time um he also mentioned that uh kobe bryant's death 
which happened around WrestleMania time, was another thing. And basically, well, the two things opened his eyes that he needs to be with his family as much as he possibly can. Because it's the exact words where you never know when your number's getting called. We could go at any minute. We've seen it a thousand different times in this life. But um, he talked uh, about how fun it was filming uh, the Boneyard match. The fact that a lot of wrestlers even said if they had to pick who their last match was going to be and they had full control, it would have been AJ Styles. He said it. Edge said it. So many other guys wound up saying the same thing, which, I mean, that's a tip to AJ. The fact that, like, you trust somebody that much for where if you're going to have your send off, that's the guy who you want to do it with. Well, it's AJ think, Styles. Yeah, um, it's AJ like, Styles. At that point, like, you can't really pick better because it's somebody that uh, Edge even said it's somebody you can trust. It's somebody you know who's going to take care of you. Uh, he did mention <laughs> the one thing he hated about filming that match was in between shoots. The problem with it, and if you work anywhere like retail or anything like that, where you have to move a lot, you know the second you start moving, that's when everything starts to hurt. So uh, he talked about doing uh, the um, the window spot where he basically Goldberg himself. Talked about like picking the yeah, <laughs> picking the glass and stuff out of his arm. Uh, they had they showed where um, they toweled up his arm and there was a ton of blood coming off of it. But he did say how much he enjoyed that match and how much fun that match was, which, I mean, we went on here and said that that match was really entertaining. He he loved all the positive feedback he got about it. And he even goes into the backstory of the fact that cause this is the first time we've seen as the American badass in years. He talked about when he had to make that change, the fact that the times were starting to change. And it was getting to the point where you couldn't have like the superheroes and the supernatural characters so the whole purpose of the American Badass was to kind of normalize The Undertaker a little bit, but still leave the mystique there. Yeah, which well, yeah, I, I always told you that, that was my favorite Undertaker. Yeah, it was so cool because every now and then they showed like when he did on when he did the eye roll as the American Badass, you saw times where he left the hints of the character still there. But I mean, he talked about the fact that going to that even after the Boneyard match, he felt great. He felt really good. He felt in great shape. Um he went on to basically thank God, numerous people, everybody from Edge, Mark Henry, Kane, Mick Foley, anybody who'd been a part of his career. We got to hear from other people like uh, Jeff Hardy even talked about, of course, that infamous ladder match in 2002. One of my favorite parts, though, was he talked about uh, his match on May 30th of 2002 against a young Randy Orton. And the fact that if you were to go back and watch that match, he made Randy look fantastic. They go to the back and Vince says, what were you doing out there? And he literally says, like, making the kid. Isn't that what we do still? <laughs> and he, he he literally talked about the fact that, like, he used to go out of his way for certain people to make sure they looked amazing because he saw, like, OK, these guys are going to be the future. We talked about it when um, we mentioned storytelling. The fact that one of the best moments of that ladder match with Jeff Hardy was the fact that Jeff touched the Undisputed Championship after taking that horrific beating, and it built it set the stones for what would now happening six what six years later. So it's um, it was a really great final episode. I'm glad that he found his peace. It might not be the match everybody wanted it to be. There's still people out there talking about, oh, we want Sting. This fucking Sting match not happening, right? But. <laughs> It might have not necessarily been the ideal thing for the fans, but I think at the end of the day, and he's kind of he's kind of conveyed it as this whole documentary has gone on, it needed to be the right thing for him. And on top of that, with the circumstances, with uh, his brother, and of course the Kobe Bryant situation affecting him, he he even said at this point, I just I don't have a desire 
to get back in the ring. One interesting thing he did say, though, is that if Vince ever needed him in a pinch, would he accept the call? He doesn't know. Only time will tell. Man, but as right he's going to accept the call, and Vince is going to need him in a pinch. There's no way, that. there's no world that exists where Vince doesn't need The Undertaker again and that The Undertaker doesn't say yes. That's the problem. No problem has yeah. been solved at the end of this documentary. Everyone acknowledged what the problem is, then didn't solve it, and then said, could it happen again? Eh, probably. But this <laughs> is it. Yeah, it's... At this point, I mean, for God's sake, Vince, stop calling this man for the love of God. I think that this I think that it's we're still in workland. I hate to say because I know it's a great documentary, but and there's been speculation already going on that the reason apparently there's a Mark Callis uh, T-shirt or something or a Mark Calloway yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, Mark Calloway T-shirt. Mark Calloway T-shirt, right? So the rumor going around is that that's simply the way that it'll be from now on. It's going to be not that the Undertaker, that the Undertaker's retired, but he can show up as Mark Callis and yeah. he can still have a match as Mark Callis. Or I'm sorry, I keep calling it. That used to be his name in WCW, Mark. wasn't it? Yeah, 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 WCW. You're thinking of Mark, Mark Calloway. Callis. Yeah, his real name is Mark Calloway. I'm calling him his WCW yeah. gimmick. But anyway, yeah, he can show up as Mark Calloway, not if they're going to have these shirts. And I've always said that that to me would make more sense, that in his yeah, older years, him being the biker, being the taker. And everyone always was against that. Whenever I said that, they'd say, oh, really? You like the biker? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I grew up with the regular Undertaker. And him becoming the biker felt like an evolution of the character. And to yeah. me, it was a regression because he did it at the perfect time. People forget that he became that biker taker during the middle of the Attitude Era. This was at a point when you no longer had Hunter Hearst Helmsley. You had the game Triple H. You know, this was a point where there was no yeah, there was no one, two, three kid. There was X Pac. You know what I mean? There was no Razor Ramon on the other side. There was there was Scott, Scott Hall, Hall. You know, all of these realistic characters that were coming out. Sting was no longer the man called Sting with the colorful face and shit. He was like now the Crow character. Everyone had like evolved in some way. Even freaking the Godwins. Fucking what was his name? That became Midian. <laughs> oh, God. You know, even even Mabel, I only know him as Midian. That's what Mabel Mabel became, oh. I forget what God when he was, but that fucking guy. He became Midian, and even Mabel, King Mabel, became Viscera. You know what I'm saying? So at that time, people don't really look at it for what it was. But wouldn't it have been, even though it still somewhat worked, wouldn't it have worked less if amongst all that attitude where things were kind of being more grounded in realism, you had like the Undertaker, like from the darkness with Paul Bearer. It just made more sense to me at the time when he came after Triple H and Vince and Steph and all of them that he was on a bike and he was ready to kick their ass. Like, go back and look at when he first showed oh, up. Really and like, imagine if, if God would. Yeah, like, imagine if during that thing he would have came out like of a coffin or something and done like his. It just doesn't always work that way. So yeah. I felt like that was a good way to modernize the character. And then when he turned back to normal, it was kind of shit. Yeah, it was Phineas, wasn't it? Look at that shit. Yeah, he, turned into a, he turned into a naked guy later. Right, I didn't even know there was a Godwin named Phineas. That's yeah. amazing. And he fucking got. You know, what, you know what it is? Cause I never knew him as Phineas Godwin. I just knew him as fucking naked minion. I'll never forget. And then they grabbed Mabel, the 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 APA back when they were the acolytes, Farouk and Bradshaw. They grabbed Mabel. Oh. Go back and watch. I forget what pay per view it was, but they're beating the fuck out of him when he's Mabel. But it was one of those beatings because at this point we already knew that they turned people to like Ministry of Darkness, like it happened. But I remember like they were beating his ass, and then like it would go to other matches in the pay per view. And then it would just cut back to a camera backstage where, still where Farouk and Bracho were still beating his ass. And I remember we were sitting there like, man, whatever this dude becomes, he's going to be fucking tough. 
<laughs> because we knew that that was like the thing. This was the ritual. He was going to become like that. He was no longer. But I just remember thinking, dude, they keep cutting back to this ass whipping that Farouk and Bradshaw are giving him for like oh hours. God. This guy's gotten his ass whipped for hours by these two. And look at how well that worked out. Yeah. But yeah, that was the coolest thing because like it, it, it was the change at the perfect time because the, the, he even said the character needed to change. They should have a re- they should have had a reunion. He should have become biker taker and and been in the back having uh playing cards and having cigarettes with the APA and naked Midian. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's a, that's that's a visual from hell right there, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone in the last gimmicks. But yeah, this um yeah this final episode was fantastic. It was so cool to see him go back through a lot more memories than he usually does. Just. He, of course, they showed the shot of him throwing a Rikishi off the cell into what the chicken bed thingy. What I hated that the, to the haystack. Yeah, the hay, the hay, little haystack truck thingy. I hate that shit. Motherfucker, <laughs> well, soft as high bump in history. But <laughs> he really did, right? Next to, next to this guy Gronk, right? Does Gronk have the new soft bump? No, no, no. no. Okay, we, we, he he doesn't get anything here. We don't even award him. Huh? He's just an uncanonized. Yeah. That motherfucker, you, you, you play, you go play throw. Like, that's what you do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it was cool. like, I'm, I'm, even though, of course, we're, we're looking at it realistic, the fact that Vince will probably call him again. Damn it, I hope it's the end. <laughs> because the man got what he wanted. He Definitely. got the send off he needed. He's good. Just let him be good. I will say one thing that did make me laugh, though. His daughter is the funniest kid I've ever seen in my life. They were talking about uh, the Boneyard match. I guess they've been sitting at a lake talking about um, how the match went. And Michelle looks over at um, at her daughter and go. I think the taker looked over at his daughter and he goes, "Who do you want to win?" She looks down and she says, "AJ, no, you." I love how he just walks away. Like his kids do not root for him. <laughs> it fucking sucks so bad. Oh man. But it's, yeah, if it, it, I mean, all five episodes are now are out now. So if you ever get a day to yourself, anybody out there, just go straight through. It'll be it's such a worth it watch. And it's cool getting to see the man behind the trench coat and the jacket. Just get to be him for five episodes. I'm telling you, man, everyone's saying The Undertaker's retired and it's just that gimmick that retired. You're going to one day suddenly be hearing. Let me believe, damn it. You know, I pop. I still pop. It's gonna happen. A good song. This is my favorite, man. That's my favorite uh, of him. That's my absolute favorite. I don't know how. That's the, the one we like, when it comes to the last stuff. two games. They used this song, so I was like, yes. Yeah, that's the best. Like, the Limp Biscuit version was eh, but I mean, no, like that one. Like, Why were we here, Teddy Long? Oh yeah, because you remember he's always, he's the one always putting people in the match with the Undertaker. That would be how they signal it, right? Like he'll be like a guest GM for that night. Is it always Teddy Long? It was always Teddy. Dude, T- Teddy Long used to fill somebody in the match with the Undertaker every week. You know what? I think WWE even has a video up of this shit. Let me fucking find on, it. I think, oh god, I, think I might have found it. Do they legit have a video of Teddy Long just making people how fight they, the Undertaker? Is that a thing? How the do. fuck would I have never noticed that? Oh. Is that t- Teddy Long like the gatekeeper? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you working me with that? Oh God, play it! I think because I've heard about that video, I think I might have scrolled past it one day and thought to Teddy go back Long to it later. Never fight did. the Undertaker. 
oh god i need this in my life please i'm gonna bring it up now and see if that's what it, and this, i think this is from wwe themselves that put this here oh god you will go one-on-one with the undertaker the undertaker Undertaker. No, no, tell you, tell you the Undertaker. I'll tell you who he is, The Undertaker. Oh my God. I don't have so many of my JBL too. Tonight, you will face The Undertaker. <laughs> you will go one on one with The Undertaker. <laughs> this is great. Sunday, you will defend the World Heavyweight Championship against The Undertaker. You will also. Face the Undertaker tonight. So tonight, you're going to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. <laughs> and oh. you will go one-on-one with the Undertaker. The Damn. Undertaker. What? What? Holla, player. Oh, that is too bad, man. Oh, are they going to try to commercial us? No, you don't. We can try that. That is fantastic. Oh, that is Yo, too if there's things I miss about Teddy, it was him putting people in matches with the Undertaker. Oh my god. Yeah, see, he's got a good point. Like, he might used to fuck with Teddy Long, like, he didn't have that thing in his back pocket. That was, like, his finisher. That is too much. It was kind of funny because, like, um, one of the, it's, it's funny that JBL popped up in there so many times. JBL talked about the fact that he's probably fought The Undertaker more times than anybody else in his career. And it was so fun to work with him. I mean, I think he, he was at his wedding. He's basically become, like, one of his best friends. Literally, you can't find a person that has a bad thing to say about him. You know what's funny? That uh, yeah, that that is that is something else, man. We got we got to watch, and I I want to give you guys some of my opinion when I do finally get around to watching this. This <sighs> has been an enjoyable thing. My little ray of sunshine every episode. So, yeah, that's very cool, man. And I don't think it's the end of the Undertaker. I'll take it at, at face value, though. Yeah, if it is the end, thank you, sir. Thank you indeed. For 33 years, like damn near killing itself for all of us. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. That you go home and be a dad, damn it. <laughs> so that little montage, Teddy Long, this is unrelated, but it made me think of something since that video came from WWE. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I've always felt, and they avoid doing this, but one of the best montage videos that they never came out with that Botchamania did or someone from Botchamania did, was a montage of all the times that they've made you guys watch John Cena versus Randy Orton. Have you ever seen that montage that they did? I've seen that one. I, that might have been, was that OSW? No, no, no. This was Botchamania. That was, a, that but was it Botchamania? Was, it okay. was a video clip that it just shows how many times they made you guys tolerate Randy Orton versus John Cena. And uh, it's not from WWE because they would never met, but I, I think I just found it. If this is it, you oh. guys have to see. <laughs> You guys have to see if this... Let me see if this is it. Oh, yeah, this is it. It takes a lot to make a stew. A pinch of salt and... <laughs> I remember this one. A scoop of kids to add the spice. A dash of love to You're not going to believe how many times. Too many cooks. 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 Like, these guys... No wonder their match is so good. Like, think about how many times. It's more than anyone I can ever think of. Every... Say it goes, it'll spoil the bride. Honey, I think that's not true. Well, maybe 
will spoil the broth, but they'll fill our hearts with so much, so much love. They've done it every way that you could think of. Like, there's no version of this match left that they I'm can have. I'm up to have. seven. Too many cooks. A family is like a soup. Everyone adds an extra scoop. Mix an ounce of a smile so sweet. A dash of cool to add the heat. And you've got too many cooks. 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 He said too that song. Cooks. Too many cooks. Breaking point I quit match. Too many cooks. 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 We're in double digits. Ten. Game graphic for that paper. What pay per view is this? Oh, bragging rights. Look at that. Holy shit. Oh, remember that Nexus John scene? I forgot that happened. For real, right? That was their go-to for the longest time. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. I can't believe we're still seeing matches that they were in. Too many cooks. 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 that they put Sid at the end of that shit like that. <laughs> 19 matches. Oh my god. Too many. What? And do you think that that's the last time you're going to see John Cena versus Orton? Hell no. If they can get Cena back one more time, they'll do it again. They'll you know hit us why? like even 20. You know why though, man? I, I've been to shows, right? I've been to Raw's, I'd say like in the last three years. The whole show was good and everybody was there. And you get your usual fans, the fans that are the hardcore, that are watching everything, the casuals. Sometimes people just sort of, they don't show you the people that are just kind of socializing half a tenth if they try to keep the cameras off of that. I remember they had like a dark match after all was over that was Cena versus Orton. And there's just something about the way those two draw the audience that's ridiculous. It, it was undeniable, man. Every fucking person who was inattentive or on their phone or doing something else was full fucking attention the whole time. It was like watching like the fourth quarter of an NBA finals game. People were popping. Everyone was in unison. Like every fucking close to count. Everyone was at the edge of their seat. And it's just a reaction. And you can tell WWE knows it too because you can't see on television the way that they do it. But they fucking dimmed the lighting. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were doing it like they were intimate with that shit. They turned the lights down. They put like the special lights right in the middle of the ring. Like the whole atmosphere fucking changes. Like they understand, you know what I mean? How to use that like a feud like that as a draw. And there's just something about it 
that when people in the crowd are watching, that it captivates them. And that's why there's certain things you see when you watch on TV where you're like, why are they doing this? Or why are they doing that? And you won't get it. But there are certain things that only live do you really get why and how it works. You know, like uh, Kali as a heel works live. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen to him live once when he was still heel. Convincing heel, you know, convincing big Scared guy. The, the heat that he gets, the, the reaction of people around him. But yeah, the, the Cena-Orton thing, for some reason, whenever I've seen it live, like it's definitely drawn better than the matches that you would think should and i'm talking like in the era of cm punk when everybody was on cm punk i've seen that happen where the cena orton shit just draws better man and people don't like to admit it when it comes to the live crowds they react differently than the people who are tweeting at home about what they like the people that are wearing the merchandise that are really vocal and loud are the ones that the wwe universe if you will listens to and unfortunately the people who are into the cesaros and the cassius onos and the cm punks of the world are not the same people who are buying all of those shirts showing up those events going fucking nuts you know and that doesn't mean that it's fair but it does show why that kind of stuff happens and continues to happen through the years you know yeah true that yeah. look at that we got to have some fun today i didn't think there'd be anything fun for us to talk about oh my god i'll be damned if we wouldn't go crack a laugh at least once i have nah, any of us nah. owned a john cena shirt nah shame so I don't own a John Cena shirt, but I do own John Cena hustle, loyalty, respect curtains. And I know you, you don't laugh, first of all, because I already know people want to laugh about it. Somebody a few years ago, as a joke birthday gift, said, here are some John Cena hustle, loyalty, respect curtains. And as a joke response, I put the fucking things up. I don't have them up here. But in the last place that I was in, yeah, people would come in. And it would say hustle, loyalty, respect. And it had like a dog. I don't know if you guys remember. Did he ever have a dog logo? It looked like a fucking. Yeah, he, he, did. Like a, he did. And I remember thinking, are these legit? I remember it being a mean dog face. But he had it was, it was hustle, loyalty, respect with a mean dog face as the curtains. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me right now? I'll take a picture of him later. No, and I actually oh. have I actually have a set that's not open. I only opened one set Where and put the them up. Fuck? I still have unsealed hustle, loyalty, respect curtains. Golly. I'll put them on Twitter later. I'm scared to check Twitter now. See them. <laughs> I'm still cracking up at that fucking YouTube video. Too many cooks. Oh, no shit. All right. Well, let's look for some other uh, kind of news before we get into any kind of rapage here. Yeah. It's going to be a long one if you haven't figured it out yet, kids. It's a- it might be. Um, but that's because of what's going on in the world. Not my fault. I didn't ask for this. So Vince McMahon, we spoke about last week how he's taken an interest in other brands and how he's going to start influencing things in other brands. That's the reason why, uh, at least it's being cited as the reason why uh, Seamus got piss thrown in his face from uh, Jeff Hardy, because that was like Vince McMahon's kind of stuff. Which, by the way, if you watch that on the Fox West Coast, you have no idea what happened because Fox didn't want piss thrown on their network. So nothing (laughs) happened. People in Fox don't know. There was just like a gap there. They were like, no piss in here. No. I know, I know. You know, you miss, you miss your segment. But yes, Vince has taken a special interest in uh in a lot of these brands. That being said, and this is a, a bit of a spoiler for later on if we even manage to get into it. But I think I've seen my last NXT, and I'm being serious about this. I think I'm taking a little bit of time off of NXT. I almost wish I didn't watch this week. I don't know why you fucking told me to watch this week's NXT. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Vince McMahon... 
literally was written all over it. You had to experience it. It was like, I'm dead serious when I think that I'm going to chill for a little bit on NXT. You can handle that. I think I'm just going to stick every week. I ask you, which one should I watch if I want to pick one, Dynamite or NXT? And you'll tell me, you know what, man? I think I'm going to just keep deciding Dynamite. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where to begin with things that bothered me about this NXT. I mean, let's talk about a few things I like. I love Breezango. They're one of my favorite teams. I love them coming that out. That was hilarious. They were imitating the Emporium intro. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I was like, what? <laughs> Like I was, I was like, wait a minute, the other Emporium guys guys are gonna be a, like against each other. Like I thought that, uh, and then I saw him. I was like, no way, these dudes came out as as the Emporium <laughs> intro. That's so fucked it's up. Like man. a dubbed out version of the music. <laughs> can I can I find that? Let me see. It's I feel like it's out there somewhere. I feel like literally just that clip is out there. That was oh. priceless, man. I didn't Yo. know who was coming out or what was happening. Yeah, I think I found it already. But I was oh, so, my. just give me a minute to try to get it on Tron here. I was so thrown off by that. That team is great. I like all their intros. I don't know what I like better. The firemen, the astronauts. They keep the getting better. You know what it is? They keep getting better, but they're better for different reasons. So it was really hard to pick. I guess I like the doctor because it goes with the beat of the uh, of the heart monitor. Yeah. Like, I thought that was the most unique thing because I didn't know who that was when it was. I was like, who the fuck is this going to be? You know, like their intros are awesome. That's such a cool team. All right, we got it here now. There we go. What the? <laughs> is there an echo? <laughs> Marsupio oh, and Fabio. Look at that. I saw Fandango and I was like, wait, which one of them has hair? All right, guys, Fandango's entrances have been out of this world, literally, and they are known for some of the most entertaining ring entrances in the biz, but but Beth Breeze and Fandango, they are using this particular one to play mind games. What is it? What is it they say about imitation, the sincerest form of flattery? Something tells me Imperium can't wait to flatten Breezango. Breezango. I hope Imperium is taking notes because Breezango just gave them a major upgrade. By the way, Emporium is a business establishment that specializes in products or services <laughs> on a large scale. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that is too good. If only the whole episode could have just been their entrance. So I like them, and I like that they became number one contenders. But God forbid we give them a rub because I'm P- Imperium retains thanks to those hairy dudes, as uh, Matt Riddle calls them. Those hairy dudes come out. Listen, as far as the, the match goes, I did like the the pop up snake eye style bump that Breeze took against the plexiglass, and I did like uh, Eichner's brain buster. To be honest, Breeze was really a bump machine in the entire thing. So I did enjoy oh that God, match. Yeah. Didn't enjoy the outcome. Now listen, Robert Stone spitting vomit at Zia Lee, then that inadvertently puts Ali over. He comes staggering out, and he's on the apron, and he spits vomit at her. Him acting drunk, that whole thing is trash. I don't even know if I'm going to watch, like, honestly, I might be done just because that, like, first of all, that, that fucking vomit spot that I've seen so many times in the indies is stupid. Because people don't throw up like Triple H's spit pop. If yeah. you're going to do an angle Ooh. like that, make it convincing. And it's just, it was so forced. And then the way he fell off the apron, like, that's what they did with Robbie E. You know what I mean? It's it's such a shitty angle. I didn't enjoy it. It's, it's just misuse of characters. Honestly, Zia Lee and Aaliyah at this point, having to watch them all the way from the shitty Performance Center show to now, should be able to put on some semblance of a match without needing that kind of a, of a thing as the as the whole 
focal point of the match. Yeah, why doesn't he ever wrestle? I don't get it. I don't, but but I don't want to see it. Whether they choose to wrestle or not, don't have a drunk character out there like that. Like I didn't like it. I'm not. I'm That's not. That's never worked. You know, they might have lost me just on that aspect alone. Like there, I didn't really. Maybe maybe just for me personally, I didn't find the humor. I've never had any kind of issues with drinking. I'll, I'll casually drink alcohol on occasion, even though it's been forever since I have. But I just don't find the humor in like drunkness used in that way. And I'm a big fan of, of Arthur with Dudley Moore. That's my patient. That, there's my age showing right there. That movie's from the 80s. You know, but there's a good, there's a funny portrayal of drunkness. If you go back and watch Arthur, it's a funny movie. And the drunkness, it's like, this was just dumb. It's like, hey, look at this piece of shit throw up on a chick. Blah. And then they call them. It was just silly to me. Then we have the Undisputed Era with this new shit. Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. Former fucking Ring of Honor champion. Guy who beat Davey Richards. You know what I mean? Somebody who beat Eddie Edwards. One of the top Guy who top with Jay Lethal twice. You know, someone who would, uh, who was he? Wasn't he with, uh, I believe, Adam Cole, him and, and Adam Cole together were, uh, they were a team in PWD. Were they the Dojo Brothers at one point? Was that them? I forget. I lose track of all my PWD yeah. teams. But, but I just, the point being, Roderick Strong, such a fucking big deal in the Indies before he showed up here, which may not mean a lot to everyone, but it means something to me. And I'm supposed to believe that that guy is scared of, uh, of, of fucking Samuel Shaw, Dexter Loomis. Like, it just, my suspension of disbelief doesn't go to bad. Like, kick his ass, Roddy. Are you kidding me right now? And I'm just sick of the oversaturation of comedic shit with their best wrestlers. It's like you could have funny stuff, but don't have funny stuff with your top wrestlers. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly playing this fucking doctor gimmick that he's on the side with his little doctor outfit. And somehow Roderick Strong doesn't recognize it as him. And he's talking in a shitty accent. And the whole, it just felt so forkish. Clearly Vince McMahon, just like I warned you guys last week, Vince McMahon has his claws in this NXT shit because it is rough to watch. Yeah, I wanted him to watch. Congratulations. And then speaking of Ruff, Leon Ruff squashed again, this time by Bronson Reed. That poor guy, he, his, his wife's the ref or some shit, right? The, the female ref? Yeah. Yeah, and they just bring this poor dude out and get his ass kicked. He's, a, he's an imitation Leo Rush. They're taking out Leo Rush on him. Leon Ruff, I keep telling you guys that, you know? Um, you know, Candace and Mia were backstage fucking each other up. They even threw totes at each other. I don't know if they did it because they're that strong or they don't realize how much totes would hurt. But either way, <laughs> at least we got totes. I for the second one. You know, at least we got totes right in the day. You know, so two good things. Yeah, at least we got totes right now. So at least we got two good things. We got Candace and Mia throwing totes at each other, and we got the Brazango entrance. So the only two positive things. Everything else negative so far. Then we get Los Ingobernables de Escobar, which, uh, what is this? The fuck? So now he has no mask, and he's talking about how <sighs> shitty it was to have a mask, and he has his two body One of them is DJ is... Z, and the other one is who again? Who's that other dude? It, it was a uh, freaking DJ. It was uh, Raul Mendoza. Right, Raul Mendoza and DJ Z, who's now Joaquin Wilder or whatever. Which is so stupid because this is the third time I watched him do this. Like, in fact, I don't know if you remember. Remember how Mexico started? Because Psychosis and Hoobie wore a mask and they said, nah, no mask. And we, you called it. You called it more than me. That We were saying, I told you, it was like, it'd be so and fucked I was up joking. if this guy, it was everything you said it was going to be. He turned. He turned after being the one who screwed over fucking, uh, I don't know, I'm getting names crossed. People's names are changing so much. I was about to call him fucking Rockstar Spud. Rockstar Spud, fuck it. He screwed over Rockstar Spud. And now he was back in this angle. I'm almost mad I called it. Would this, would this be the result? But if I have to give them one more piece of credit as far as NXT goes, I give WWE credit for letting Rockstar Spud be more like Rockstar Spud from the indies than even TNA let him. Like, he looks yeah. like him now again. He's dressing like him now again. He's crazy again, like where he would do, like, a Spike Dudley bump. Like, you said the way he fucking went out there and those three of them, he practically threw his body at them. 
just to be able to get to them. Like that's Rockstar Spud, man. You know, and for a while, as much as TNA, they acknowledged who he was in the uh, in the TNA boot camp, the British boot camp. When they brought him in, they brought him in like with the bow tie and the Dixie Carter ass kicking in, and they literally destroyed the character. And then yeah. WWE seemed to adopt that version and turn that into like the GM of uh, 205 Live. I'm glad now it seems like the guy that it originally we were supposed to get if he won the damn boot camp. Yeah, you know. So I like that. You know, and then he takes that nasty bump from Phantasma, the Phantom Driver, through the table onto the ground. It, was, it, it looked more, like he caught like all upper shoulders and head, like all ground, <laughs> that like that. All stuff. ground, no table. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I had to go back. I had to put it back just to make sure. I was like, "Yo, was there any table? It was all ground, no table? Write that down because that's literally what it was. It was all fucking ground, Phantasma no table. Phantasma broke the table. Rough, man, rough. And uh, bump machine. Yeah. So again, you had your ups and downs, but NXT used to always be completely good. I'm see, I'm starting to see Vince yeah. McMahon written all. I wouldn't have needed to read that story last week to realize that Vince McMahon's in there. We have a drunken fucking Robertson throwing up on Zia Lee, and we got freaking doctor doctor gimmicks and backstage shit happening, and Leon Ruff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you got Los Ingobernables de Escobar. Everything. God, I mean, hey, the lady showed out as usual. Blackheart looked like a beast, but I mean, Shotzi, Blackheart, and Tegan Knox wind up getting screwed over by Sasha and Bailey. I did like the screw over, though the fact that Bailey goes and simply flips her over. Yeah, and then of course afterwards, uh, Io Shirai makes her first appearance on NXT TV's Women the t- Women Title, pretty much reminding Sasha and Bailey this is her house now. You got to be careful though, because worst case scenario, I said last week was that I I said that they're gonna. They're tricking everyone because everyone was waiting for Sasha to turn on Bailey and want her title. And I kept saying, why do I see this like Shawn Michaels and Nash or, or Stone Cold and Triple H? Somehow they're going to wind up finding a way to get all the titles. And I wasn't talking they have, about they, that. They, they have the leeway to do it. I, and I wasn't even talking about the NXT title, but uh, Io Shirai better be careful because imagine that. Like, they'll be covered in titles. Oh, my God. You know? We'll get into that later on because there's more stuff hinting that that might be the direction that they go in. You know, but that is NXT, which we weren't even planning on talking about NXT. But that the story was really Vince McMahon and how he's taking yeah. more control over stuff, and that sort of segued into NXT. So good, we got yeah, we, one of them off of the off of the menu. We we we, we didn't get Hogan's Bull Club. We got Vince's NXT. Yeah, we definitely got Vince's NXT. Yeah, I'm just grabbing stories to try to avoid the other stuff right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's. I know, right? It's just rough. Shit, like. <laughs> Hey, Moxley was on a shot of Brandy. Yeah, uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, but I heard it was fun. I didn't get a chance to see it either, so I don't really have a particular spot to bring up. But let's just bring up a random spot. We've been lucky tonight so far, right? Winging it's kind of worked better than the than the schedule and I mean, stuff. And I mean, it, it's Mox. He's funny. Look at this. They make me watch Joe Biden to get to, to Brandy and Moxley. We're kind of fucking... How dare you? Yeah, right? No, Biden. No. Biden our time is what we're doing. Exactly. No, fucking political make-believe politician show up in the fucking room like no. You want a splash? You want some bubbles? I want some cola, some sugar, some richness. You know, I want to taste the charcoal mellowed flavor. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! I'm intimidated. So she's gonna be, she's gonna have a hand. It's not gonna move at all. Just totally like. This is a lot, and okay. She's ready to cook. I want to drink Mm. with him. All right, what, what do we have planned? Jack Daniels bacon mac and cheese. You what? ready for that? What the fuck? I'm always in for bacon. Yeah, I mean, you can add bacon to anything. Bacon bits. <laughs> Pour them on anything, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Salad. Yeah. Yes. Like, I like a wedge salad, right? Which yeah, is stupid. you have to have bacon. I, my fear on the wedge salad. Bacon. A wedge salad is just a... Uh, 
head of lettuce that they just cut and you dip it in a blue cheese and bacon. Nobody gives a crap about the lettuce. Who wants to eat lettuce? What am I, a rabbit? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to eat lettuce. There's nothing in it. But like it's crispy and crunchy and basically it's, it's just a tool. It's a facilitation for bacon and blue cheese. That's all it is. So when you order a wedge salad, you're not saying, mm, I'm just gonna have a salad today. You're saying, no, give me blue cheese and bacon and let me shove it in my mouth. Cheers to the wedge Good salad. Good logic. Mm-mm-mm. So let's cook some bacon. I don't know how much we need to do, but we're gonna. Okay, so here's the thing. You see that? He said, George right says it ends no, up being all cheese. Okay. So, <laughs> spoiler alert. Cash iron? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, you're not yeah. supposed to wash a cash iron skillet. You're supposed to hand wash it, right? Uh, you can't I, put in the uh, the dishwasher. I, I, uh, there's some kind of science okay. behind you want old, crusted food on the pan. And that brings flavors out when oh, you cook shit. in it later or something yeah, like that. Really? When it starts to cook up, we're going to throw some Jack D in it, all right? Uh, not very hot yet. Yeah, I think I can crank it up a little bit. Fire it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. It up. Right. Bam. You got a hairspray? <laughs> I love this. Hairspray. <laughs> fire those all right. Let's talk clown. about you. You're the AEW world champion. What does that mean? Like, to you? The genesis of AEW was, you know, everybody felt that Mainstream wrestling gotten stale, and we want to recapture the the lapsed fans. Oh, no, so really speak. Good. Like, I used to watch team? wrestling, but uh, <laughs> but like I, I, I don't know, it got kind of goofy and boring, and like I don't know, like, I felt stupid goofy. watching it, you know. And like I, I remember back in the day, though, it was awesome. So like deep down, though, no, there's just there's a wrestling box. fan in there. We're, there. we're all kind of calling plays and passing the ball to each other, kind of thing. And yeah, but yeah, you guys should watch the rivals and get a chance. We can't run it here all night. We're, we're as it is, we're behind us. So I'm going to drop the link in the chat room for everybody who haven't been yeah. doing that too much tonight because I haven't been yeah, many videos. Charlotte Brandy is great. Like it's, yeah, good show. But here it's always fun just getting to see the wrestlers just be them, like exactly. no matter who it is. Like exactly, very like like like, like, we're, like Renee Young right now is probably somewhere doused in blue cheese and bacon, not know what to do. Like yeah, and he's right about the ceilings. I meant what I said, man. That shit wasn't a work. Like I'm not guaranteeing on here i'll always cover the news in the dirt sheets i'm really and i never thought it would come faster than for ron smackdown but i'm really on my ends wits when it comes to nxt man like it's just too many even though it hasn't been in the abundance of ron smackdown it's just too many people that are directly being affected by it that are specifically the people that i have been watching and supporting since before they were in nxt all combined in shitty storylines for an hour and a half yeah. I've been vocal way before WWE even knew who they were about how much I like Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish as Red Dragon and all those guys, you know what I mean? And Adam Cole for years. And now just seeing this is just aggravating me. It's literally making me not enjoy wrestling. And I know it's not as bad as a lot of stuff happening on Raw SmackDown, but it's to the guys that it's happening to. I consider those, and I've said on here, you guys know that. You, since I started this show almost six years ago, I said on here that I considered those specific guys at the time, not even now with all these people, at the time I said, those are the best wrestlers in the world. Those are the best current active wrestlers in the world. I've said for years. So, yeah, it's ha-ha funny, but you know what? We're using the best, in my opinion, the best fucking wrestlers that there are in a lot of goofy shit. Yeah. And you know what we're not using them for? For wrestling. You know, people can say what they want about Stone Cold and The Rock when they were in their heel personas and he was wadding as, as the alliance leader or, or Hollywood Rock. But when it was time for a pay-per-view or a match, they fucking brought their shit. And it was the most memorable thing. It didn't matter who was what 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 uh align alignment or whatever at that point, you know? It always was they would leave all of that shit behind and they would put on the performance of the people that they are. Go back and watch any era. 
It doesn't matter. And that's just simply the way that it worked. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way with uh, current NXT. It feels like a lot of these guys, the matches are suffering because of the gimmicks. And I just don't want to really see it right now. I could change my mind and maybe next week I'll watch anyway. I'm just saying don't, I'm, I'm no longer obligated to watch any of this shit. I'm just at that point with it. If I'm, I'm fine just talking about the news, man. Yeah. Like, because let's be real. We, we've already established NXT's going to lose every week. So, <laughs> they they are. They are losing because AEW uh, won again this week. I don't even know if we're going to have time. I don't want to talk about AEW if, if we're running low on time. We'll see how, how much time there yeah. is. We can always save it for next week. So. Yeah, we'll see what's, what's going to happen as far as that goes. Yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, I guess we do have to talk about the important stuff right now. We're going to yeah. talk about the speaking out movement. First of all, I'm going to name all of the people. And then you guys in the chat room and my, my co-host here can help decide which ones we're going to delve deeper into. Because we can't do all of them tonight. Maybe we'll save some of them for next week. But this is the list. Hopefully not missing anybody here. Uh, Austin Aries, Jim Cornette, Matt Riddle, Rich Cataldo, Velveteen Dream, David Crisp, David Starr, Martin Zaki, Sammy Guevara, Rob Feinstein, Will Ospreay, Chino Bafareas, Dan Maff, Mark Haggerty, Kirk White, Aaron Epic, Chazen Rance, Russell Payne, Jimmy Havoc, Trent Seven, Mark Paz Parry, Wolfgang, Dave Lagana, Jordan Devlin, Jack Gallagher, Byron Wilco, Wilcott, Joe Coffey, Congo Khan, Justin Roberts, Scotty Davis, Bull James, Travis Banks, Kindred Kimari, Ligero, and Joey Ryan. As far as Mixer goes, I'm not getting too deep into that tonight. I don't even have the specifics in front of me. If you do, you're welcome to share them in the chat room. I know one person that was accused. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to name any of the people that were accused in regards to that because I did not look deeply into the details. But just know that there was a large list of Mixer top content creators that were then added to this speak out list, which is, again, what we spoke about in the beginning of this. It led to a lot of boycotting or impl- implied boycotting of Mixer, a lot of people from mixer content creators demanding that mixer do something which to me i disagree with i feel like focus on your content and let the law work and uh make sure that there's solid evidence before you ask a streaming company to be responsible for criminal charges that haven't even been charged yet and for anybody who did that i do feel in my opinion that you expedited the process of whatever mixer transition was going to be and i do blame you for having that knee-jerk reaction, in turn causing their knee-jerk reaction, because no knee-jerk reaction is ever beneficial. The best decisions are always made when you take your time and you think things through. And people kind of backed Mixer into a corner. I'm going to take their side on this. That doesn't mean that I agree with all of their business practices. But they were backed into a corner. You're asking a streaming company to handle something that even the authorities don't. You could just as easily go and demand it from the authorities. If you really feel this way, go to your local police precinct or authority and see what the hell they tell you to do. But the fact that they put the heat on a streaming service, I think, is a bit unfair. And... I do feel that that is what caused this. And who's to say if this is what Mixer had planned? Who's to say that they intended on migrating everyone over to Facebook games? And that's not just what they were able to do with the rush that they now wanted to do things. Maybe they were weighing out their options. Maybe they were going to have a clean migration. They could have talked to Amazon and had everything migrate over to Twitch. Maybe they could have talked about someone else buying the platform and keeping it alive, but not in the name of Microsoft. But the problem is that whatever it is that they were looking into, because they hadn't given up on the platform yet, and what indicates that to me is the amount of people 
that were still being partnered up until the very end of this announcement. So they hadn't decided what they were going to do yet. And I feel like they were pushed partially into this decision. I'm not justifying the decision because it still sucks for everybody. But I feel like you got to remember that just like you as creators and as listeners and viewers, just like you're capable of having a knee-jerk reaction emotionally, don't think that corporations are beyond that shit either. If you within a few seconds can go, hey, you know what? I'm pissed off about the other people I have to share this platform with. I'll leave. You never thought about a corporation going, well, fuck it. We'll leave too. Exactly. You got to be careful with those knee-jerk reactions. I get it. I get the social justice warrior aspect of the world. Everybody wants to save everybody. But you got to look at life a little bit more objectively. And I'm not trying to be an asshole when I say this kind of stuff. But here is the fucking problem. This is what I'm talking about. You know, you're pushing people out of their their pay grades, really, out of their jurisdictions. It's not Mixer's job or WWE's job or AEW's job to police this. They can, to their discretion, do it. If someone comes to them with a video and there's a sexual assault on the video and it's undeniably the person, I'm sure to their discretion, they can say, you're out of here. Bye. That doesn't mean that just because they heard through the grapevine something, no matter how credible the source is determined to be, that they're in any obligation to do anything if there's still reasonable doubt. There's a reason why in our country there is such a law, there is such a term as reasonable doubt. Because if doubt is within reason, it has to be factored into the person potentially not being guilty, whether you like it or not. That's the way the law works grow up. You don't just rally people together to fucking ban from a platform within reasonable doubt. So I think that's part of the problem. This new cancel culture world that we live in, this new SJW world, they try to be the authoritarian figures to people. And then they use their, their uh, they try to threaten people's livelihoods in retaliation. Whether or not that retaliation is justified or not, all depends on the situation and needs to be determined before the retaliation goes through. So I'm seeing a lot of names on here and everyone's already pr- pr- proclaimed them. They're declared rapists, they're declared sex assaulters. And that kind of bothers me. Anyway. I digress. Let's spin the wheel here. I, I'm kidding. No spinning the wheel. What do you? Who do you guys want to hear about first? The specifics of, in regards to these allegations. We're gonna dissect it because not every not everybody on that list is somebody who I'm sure you're interested in hearing. But who do you guys want to hear about? Yeah, speak up. Anybody sticking out to you? Sugar Shane said Jim Cornette. Any other takers? I mean, fuck yeah, we can knock one out of the box first. One. You want to do Cornette first? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Let me see what we got here on good old Jim Cornette. What you got from it, Jimmy? Jimmy. Jimmy. Mark said Joey Ryan, so we're going to do Joey Ryan after Jim Cornette. I never thought that the guy with the penis dick powers was going to have to be on a, on a sexual assault thing, did you? No, I didn't see you coming. <laughs> Matt Riddle. Okay, apparently, according to this, remember, I'm doing this with you guys. It's not like I have the information preemptively that he was accused by an indie wrestler of sexual assault. We should get him up on the screen so that people know who Matt Riddle is. That was half a joke. (laughs) We're going to put Matt Riddle on the screen, bro. Okay. Anyway, so Matt Riddle. There he is. So Candy Cartwright, she was part of the hashtag speaking out movement. She said that in May of 20, she said, I'm posting this because I have I have been so sad for so long. I didn't realize what he did to me was not OK. I realize now reading these other brave women's stories that I can't be afraid anymore. I have to hashtag speak out. Back in May of 2018, I was riding with Matt Riddle and a few other other wrestlers during the van ride. When the three other wrestlers had fallen asleep, Matt asked me to, quote unquote, hop on his dick. 
When I refused, although we had previously been together, I was incredibly uncomfortable in that setting. When I said no, he grabbed me by the throat, choked me, and said, what if I just made you? I ended up giving him oral sex, praying someone wouldn't wake up to get out of having intercourse with him. It was incredibly humiliating. Uh, let's see what I was. Is there more to this here? It is never okay to put your hands on women. It's not okay. And this one, she says no. Okay. So this is the account of one woman. Uh, we're hearing after this, there were some leaked DMs that were released by Alistair McKenzie's show where he was denying the accusations. And he said that she's been harassing him for years and he had to change his number three times and almost got a restraining order against her. But he didn't want to ruin her career and his lawyer in WWE were already in motion to press charges for defamation of character and cyber stalking slash bullying. But believe but believe who he's telling the people to believe what they want while listening to logic or facts. And uh, she basically replied to a DM saying that that is not true. Um, but we don't really know as far as that. He's saying, bro, I didn't do anything. This is insane. Then his t- attorney released an official statement saying we have been aware for the last two years of this performer stalking the riddle family says the allegations by this independent female performer are completely false and another attempt to harass and humiliate mr and mrs riddle and try to tarnish their reputation in the community in 2019 our firm drafted a pleading against this performer to seek an injunction for cyber stalking in the circuit court for orange county florida so already we're seeing two sides of the story without taking either one and they there's conflicting evidence because why would a lawyer talk about the fact that they drafted a case against a performer in 2019 preemptively it's not like they could have known this was going to happen if they have the paperwork to prove that this is something that's already been going on that they've already been pursuing legal actions against this person then it sounds like what could be a stalker i'm not saying that it is we're going to look further into it, it this case. fits the bill though <laughs> But what I'm saying is that we already have our first questionable case. And this is the main reason why I say you have to handle these things without demanding everyone gets canceled and deleted off of whatever the hell they're on. Because let's say we keep looking at the evidence and we determine that Matt Riddle still is full of shit, at least for ourselves. That doesn't mean that every person is. There could be people that fall under that category. So there were leaked DMs. With Matt Riddle, according to Ringside, it says that these DMs apparently somewhat contradict uh, what he's saying, what his defense is. I'm going to try to take a look here. Just bear with me, guys. I'm going to bring up some of these leaked DMs so that we can look and determine what's going on. Sorry, everyone. We're live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. (laughs) We got that button. That button's probably closer to get to than the damn thing that I'm trying to do. Yeah. It's loading in the background, so in the meantime, yeah, let's have a look here. No, we'll do it live! Fuck it! Couldn't resist. Do it live! (laughs) Okay. Is there a way for me to, uh, give me a sec, guys. Yeah, that's what happens when you do it live sometimes. Sometimes you gotta take a second. I'm trying to bring it up on the browser. So these are the tweets. This is coming from Ringside News. Okay. We out here? Yes, we out here. Okay. So what do we have here? Have you told anybody about us talking? No, I haven't. I've been super careful. Cool, babe. I appreciate it with me being married and all. Yeah, that's honestly why I would rather be like in public just so we can keep it confidential. And then she corrects herself. Because if we are spotted, no one is about to be like, oh, they're just hanging out. You know, so I'm just trying to be super careful. Couldn't agree more. Also, 
if it's safer, I can pick you up later and we can go somewhere. I'm going to hit you with them shower snaps. Okay. I mean, it sounds like flirting back and forth. You know what I mean? Like her last message yeah. to him was, I'm going to hit you with them shower snaps. Yeah. It's just since I'm just stating facts here, not opinion, but I'm just saying that in that back and forth exchange, um, unless my perception of how the birds and the bees work, it doesn't sound like he raped anybody in that text. Yeah, it sounds like it was casual flirting. Like, Okay, then what do we got here? You good? Of course I am. I'm just getting dressed. I mean, he asked you good. Cool. When do you think I should swing your way? Let me know when you can, babe. Okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. I'm going to do my makeup <laughs> quick. So like 840, if that is cool. Am I fucking losing my mind here? How? Okay. So I'll leave at 840 or I'll get you by 840. Also, am I picking you up or just meeting you somewhere? Can you leave at 840? My cousin just ran out to the store and I have to watch her dog. Also, would it be cool if you could pick me up? Yeah. I'm not even sure what the hell that last one is. Who's who in the last one? Um, <laughs> let me wait. Let me see if I can bring myself a little bit closer. Yeah, it's so small, but I see. Uh, I found these trees. I saw on your story. You should come check it out around here, dude. I want to check out your ass and cock, babe. <laughs> that's what I mean. I can't tell who's talking. I, to, who's talking to who here? That, that's definitely her. That's definitely her. So hold on a minute. She sent him a message saying, I want to check out your ass and cock. And then she called him daddy in the previous one. Like, yeah, she's that's uh, that's the victim. So little, uh, little, little, little flirting 101, ladies. When you drop the daddy line, she called her like daddy. Stacy yeah. said nothing sounds rapey. Not yeah. in the least. I think Stacey's might hit, might, might hit the nail on the head, though. It sounds like... It's like, And I go, I know there's going to be people who are going to be like, no matter what she called them, it doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say, and I'm not condoning any kind of sexual assault, but what I'm trying to say is there has to be some sort of separation between sexual assault and scorned women or things that just didn't work out. When there's a level of compliance that's implied when you're going to meet somebody to go do something and you tell them you're going to send them shower selfies and call them daddy. Am I wrong about this? Oh Jesus! Like, <laughs> like the way she made it sound was like, oh, he made all the advances, and it's like, no, you pretty much let him in the door and say, wipe your feet. So, if a girl's calling me daddy and sending me shower selfies and meeting up with me in secret places, I might, in fact, ask her to get on this dick. That just seems <laughs> like the next reasonable course of action. Like, all right, motherfucker, suit up. Let's go. Like, I'm not going to force her on it or anything like that. What I'm just saying, what I'm saying is there's a lot of reasonable doubt there. There's a lot in a court. There's a lot of fucking reasonable doubt. The attorneys are going to be all on top of that shit. More so on her side than on his. This is what I'm talking yeah. about. Are we really the ones to judge this shit? And that you're right. There is something in here about his wife being mad or something. Let me see what the hell this is. <laughs> oh, Too my real. God. <laughs> Don't mind us if you listen on iTunes or iHeartRadio. We're, we're scrolling. We're scrolling here. Okay. I'm going to drop this on, this on the screen to share now. Oh, God. Here we go again. <laughs> okay. What do we got here? Can't wait to see you tonight. Hey, Sam. It's Lisa Riddle. You're still blocked on Matt's phone, and he knows I'm messaging you. Can you please do me a favor and screenshot all the messages you have of you two and send them to me? Please. You owe me that. You don't have to respond. His number has changed, and I'll see you Saturday. And 
then this candy cart right on what this is i believe you matt used to brag about grabbing you and pulling you into a parking lot in the middle of a show and having sex with you without asking i don't know if that happened or not but for him to brag about that i knew you're i know you're definitely telling the truth but so he used to regularly grab you and pull you into parking lots and fuck you right <laughs> let's say that like every time you went to the store destin somebody grabbed you and beat the fuck out of you didn't fuck you but they just beat you up like could you imagine just going back to get your ass kicked every day and never being vocal about it or fighting i'm not back going back and the then, second time you know what i mean or you go back ready to fight isn't it weird that there's multiple instances where it's like yeah he used to you guys used to do things you know what i mean why does it take multiple? She says, I, I really feel the need to share this because people are currently attacking me and it's breaking my heart. And of course, they're saying that she's really doing a brave thing. I'm sorry to say this, guys, but this sounds, it sounds like not as open and shut as people are making it. Nothing here sounds rapey, like Stasis is putting it. It sounds like there was some type of, someone feels burned, you know, but I, I'm, I'm just not seeing it here. I'm not seeing it in this particular case, guys. It, it, whether or not there's just too much conflicting evidence here. And this is what I'm fucking talking about. Look into these things before you make these calls. You'd be amazed how different things turn out. Okay. And then what else do we have here? Apparently, Meltzer says that WWE knew these allegations for a couple of years now. So this isn't any information they didn't have. It's not like with the Enzo thing where the justification was, why did he do this? You know what I mean? In this particular case, like, remember what Enzo, they were like, he didn't tell us that this was going on. Yeah. And that was their reason. Like, if, if Riddle let them know that he had a stalker, um, and it's true, which I don't see why his lawyer would lie about it, that says a lot right there. Yeah, Riddle probably expected, like, okay, at some point he's going to strike again. Let me let everybody know so that when this comes up, they already know, oh, it's her. So WWE released a statement. And they basically said, we take any allegation of this nature very seriously and are looking into the matter. Weekly Planet 516. Ashley, what's up? Hey, hey. How you doing? Good to see you. We take any matters like this very seriously and we are looking into the matter. Which, by the way. So what what are your thoughts so far from what you've seen on this? It really just sounds like... it, It sounds like somebody just trying to screw up what he's got going on so in her mind she can have him. Like, it's nothing in any of those texts came out the way she tried to make him look. It and To me, it changed my opinion more on, on the stuff coming from her side, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, and it's like, truth be told, I've never seen, like, I mean, I can only say so much because it's, like, it's not like I know the guy personally. Never caught that vibe from Riddle. Well, you're not going to catch rape mm-hmm. vibes from people a lot of the mm-hmm. time. But I'm just saying, with the evidence that she presented... It her makes evidence it even like, looks more like she complied with this relationship for a while than she's claiming to. Like she went along with it for a while. And that's what makes it challenging to decide when when it's assault. And I think that that's the main reason why that ha- kind of stuff, unfortunately, it has to be left to the courts. It has to be left to the legalities. And it really is, whether you guys like to hear this or not, it really is up to the, the victims to speak up while there's evidence, while they can do something, not years later when yeah. there's going to be fucking speculation and the only thing that you can do is take away someone's career because that comes off more as bitter. Yeah, because I mean, once again, she said this happened in 2018. It's 2020 now yeah and that's the thing you gotta speak it's the thing i'm gonna say every time 
what happened to where two years was just like, now, okay, now I'll put it. All I'm saying, once again, just like the thing um, with Jay Lethal, ironically, right when he's about to get a massive opportunity, what you want to be in his SmackDown Live debut. Uh, I mean, don't do you much favors either. Ali, what's happening with uh, Mixer is it's going to, we have until July 22nd and the platform is going to be gone. We're talking about that now. There were a lot of reasons. Mixer hadn't been growing and then there had been a lot of sexual allegations against top content creators in which the community demanded Mixer answer and their answer was to to end the community. Uh, We're available on other platforms. Go to talkbrunch.com and you see all of our other platforms. We're also on Twitch. The same exact name, Talk Brunch, one, no space between the word. Guys, honestly, you can Google the word Talk Brunch, one word. We 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 coined that word. There's no compound word called Talk Brunch. If you Google it, everything that we've ever done is going to be what comes up on the platform. That being said, just go to twitch.tv slash Talk Brunch. That seems to be where we're going to be migrating to for the long term. And you know what, guys? Everyone being in one chat room together will help growth because it helps put us higher on the list in Twitch and it will help us rise above other wrestling shows that are on there because we will have more competition. So it's probably smart, even though we're simulcasting, that we pick our battles and all do try to get to one place. So for the live chat room, the people who are normally live, I ask that you do follow us over to Twitch. That seems to be where we're going for the foreseeable future. Right now, there's 11 of you in here. Thank you. Live. Uh I haven't gotten to look at the other platforms, which I do apologize for. There's a lot going on. I see there's a bunch of you in those as well, though. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. I'm trying to look at the other platforms right now just to make sure that I don't miss anyone. Yeah, but it definitely, it doesn't sound. Oh, oh Ali, you can just uh, you can just download the app. Yeah, there is a Twitch app. So. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have it on my Xbox somewhere in there, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just download the Twitch yeah. app and you could just make an account. And it's funny because people are saying Twitch on Xbox, but you know what? Before there was such a thing as Mixer, before they had Beam, Twitch was the only thing on Xbox. And people forget that. If you were first, if you were first year adapters over from 360 to Xbox One, you had Twitch. Your little yeah. guide button brought up Twitch. There was no Mixer. So it's not that funny. That was the original thing, you know, but uh, yeah, just download the app and you should be able to view us on there. Exactly. Then you'd be all set. So. But yeah, definitely. It just. It doesn't sound anywhere near as black and white as she made it out to be. Not in the slightest. Because she literally makes it seem like she was completely against everything. She had no part of it. Then we looked through those texts and it's like, no, you, 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 you were flirting. I mean, you, you hit him with, you hit him with the daddy. Like, like, come on now. Like, what? what? Yeah. It, uh, it definitely is crazy. And MP done said, I'm shocked and disgusted by what I'm hearing across the board, whether it's friends, tag partners, or anyone else, I'm listening to everything. And just to add, of course, I don't know what what the ins and outs of, of any claim being made about anyone unless there's clear proof. I'm reading for the first time like everyone else, but I want wrestling to be a much safer place, and I'm keeping up to date and speaking out best I can. But that's still kind of throwing your, your buddy under the bus. We don't fucking know enough for you to be disgusted. <sighs> it's not that hard, Ali. They should have instructions that help guide you yeah pretty simple but we the mixer most certainly gone another month we haven't decided as a community if we're going to stick here for the last month or move to twitch i think for the time being we're, we're staying put the news just came out today all right well wwe basically said individuals are responsible for their own personal actions wwe has zero tolerance for matters involving domestic violence child abuse and sexual assault upon arrests for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately suspended. Upon conviction for such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately terminated. 
And they said WWE's ability to find, suspend, or terminate a WWE talent will not be, however, limited or compromised in any manner in the event in incontrovertible evidence of such illegal misconduct is presented to WWE. Now, listen carefully to what they're saying there. I'm going to break it down for you. They're basically saying people are responsible for what they do, and they're not going to tolerate any of that shit. And if any of you get arrested for that, you'll be suspended. And if at trial you're convicted, they will fire you. However, that doesn't mean that they'll only fire you if you're arrested or tried. They also reserve the right to to fire you if they see proof, undeniable proof, prior to any arrest or conviction. They have the right to cut you loose then. That being said, they fired Jack Gallagher, who was accused. like And completely erased him. They fired him, and he is Benoit off of the service. You cannot search him. He does not come up in anything. They completely purged him from every fucking thing. It is as if you he never it, existed. He ain't there. I don't know the particulars of his situation, but you have to say, you have to wonder if there's something about his situation that they know that we don't. Because they didn't do that with all the accused. Let me see. I'm going to look now and tell you what he did. If there really is any details on it, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard any, but I heard something that I didn't. A woman named Becky. She says, Jack asked me to sit on his lap. Um, He then sat on my lap and made advances. The entire time I expressed that I was uncomfortable, but I also didn't want to make a scene. She says that after she pushed him off, um, he hung onto her skirt and wound up ripping it. She wound up leaving the party. Okay. I mean, that's not good. Um, That's literally, unless I'm missing something, that's all the information that we have publicly against him. If there's more, guys, drop it in a chat or send it to me. Is that really what caused him? I mean, there must be more that they have. There's got to be more than that. They just haven't, like, released it all yet. All right. Well, <sighs> I think that's it for freaking Pete Dunn. I think we're going to do Jim Cornette now, right? That's what we were supposed to do. Yeah, Cornette's on next. Okay, so him and his wife were accused for predatory. And after that, who are we doing again? I want to make sure we, we know. Uh, Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan after Cornette. Got it. Ironically good there, old, right? Good old, yeah. good old Dick McGee. Yeah. Dick McGee. <laughs> <laughs> so there was an, a Twitter handle that basically became part of the speaking out movement. And uh, let's see what the hell this one is. During my first year in the business, his wife, Stacy attempted to groom me. She approached via DM sent me lewd photos I never asked for, implied protection from the Kentucky Commission stating he was a family friend, and told me she was going to fuck me, as if I didn't have a choice. My experience with them is tame compared to others, though. When Jim was booking OVW, if you wanted a contract or on his show, you had to perform sexual acts on his wife many times with him watching. This happened for many, many people. What are your thoughts so far? I just love how, like, the like the way they're putting it, like, the gateway is when you had to bang Mrs. Cornette, like, um, look at that, like, how bad you want this job? <laughs> you go ahead to push for a push, I swear. You had to push for a push. Write it down, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. You have, to, you have to push for a push. This is fucking surreal. A close friend of mine was groomed and basically brainwashed by them for years. When he finally escaped, Stacy went to great lengths to not only terrorize him, but to actively try to have other wrestlers physically assault him. I was one of them. She sent me pictures showing tires of his slashed, he slashed, and bragging about setting him up to lose his job, his apartment, even his car. 
all because he escaped an extremely toxic relationship and didn't want to do anything with him. She bragged about being able to call the Kentucky Commission to give him quote-unquote targets. He was a family friend, and if she wanted, she could turn his attention to anyone licensed in the state to potentially hurt and sometimes even ruin their careers. When he says cult of Cornette, it's because he has a history of taking advantage of greenhorns using his power and position as a booker for OVW in order to fulfill his and his wife's sexual desires. They use their power, they use their place of power to hurt many, many people. No one wants to speak up because of his position in wrestling with his extremely common knowledge amongst OVW alumni. This will probably ruin a lot of opportunities in wrestling, but this is extremely, oh, this probably ruin a lot of opportunities in wrestling, and that's fine, but make no mistake, Jim Cornette is trash. He and his wife have made power plays in order to hurt many, many people. I feel like I betrayed the school that let me learn the craft of professional wrestling. OVW is the reason I turned my life around. I feel like I betrayed them. That's how messed up wrestling can be. My hands are shaking. I'm scared over typing this. If it was a man sending a woman on one to nudes, telling him how they were going to fuck them and try to get them to actively commit crimes and hurt others, no one would tell tell me I don't see anything wrong with this. I hated how it made me feel. That OVW was a long, long time ago. Again, going back to the timing thing here. It's still not sexual assault. It is predatory behavior. It can be perceived as predatory behavior. But this is not sexual assault. It's definitely, I mean, Jimmy's definitely a freak if the allegations are, are true, but nobody got assaulted in this. It's not like they gassed the wrestlers and then dragged their bodies into a pit and then she mounted them. You know, this isn't species. That is an old ass reference, isn't it? You went to species. I went to species, man. You didn't like wake up in a dungeon and fucking missing coordinates sitting there. You want some candy, pretty boy? Like, no. All right, well, we're going to have to look at this. There is proof here. Listen, I'm not going to act like there's not proof here. <laughs> Fucking Mark, Jim, how are you doing? Cast accounts for Oh, God. Oh. So these are the tweets. Oh, shit. I mean, there looks like to be proof. I'm not going to act like there isn't. If they, they provide a screenshots, and that's her in the screenshots, right? I see. Uh, I'm trying to get the large one. That's her picture up here. That might be. I mean, Oh, yeah, like that's her. her. I mean, it's going to be hard to explain those away. There's right. a screenshot of her ass. I don't want to enlarge. We can enlarge the one with the words, though. This must be her talking about the guy whose life she was going to ruin. I'm ending his world as he knows that everything I helped him get gone. Ugh, boy. She's basically saying she's ending the guy's world as he knows it. Everything she helped him get gone. Tim Gonerman, as of this morning, is going to be watching him like a hawk. All right. Um, Jesus. The fuck are we reading here? Read some of this, please. Uh, let's see. I think I started that one in the middle. No, um, you just started that one in the top because it's weird. Uh, yeah, I'll start the first <laughs> actual. Don't try to dodge that. <laughs> uh, I could get beaten black and blue head to toe, and it doesn't hurt as much as that feeling. That feeling, I can't, I can't cope. So I cut and focus the pain elsewhere. At least for a short time, and when I can't breathe, I go into panic attack and can't stop crying. I'll do it again and again and again. I don't wish emotional pain like this on anyone. Good God, the typing. Not even him, but LOL. It's like a little purple devil face thing. Well, his our car is almost paid off, I think. That's getting sugar in three tanks ASAP. Then his apartment complex is getting a phone call because he 
guess violating his Section 8 lease by having another tenant live there, then anonymous complaints will be called into Cosgrove. So he will get fired. Then hmm, the final piece is tricky. That's some definitely evil shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, we there's evidence here. Whether it's deniable or not is a different question. But I told you, and you guys know I'm a cornet guy, but there's fucking evidence here. Oh, yeah. But it's not of some sort of sexual assault. It's like Mark said, Jim out here doing casting couch porn. Uh, Ashley, when after the show's over, you could DM us on here or on tw- Twitter or something. Contact us however is most comfortable for you and we'll help you with that. We'll get you sorted out. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere yet. We'll help. If anyone needs help transitioning over, you can DM me on Twitter. Rick at Rick Daraman. You could DM TalkBrunch directly at TalkBrunch. We'll help you. We'll help everybody get transitioned to whatever they, they feel comfortable with. Not going to leave anybody. Oh, yeah. We got you. But yeah. Uh, oh. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. All righty. Listen, if the guy's in a swinger lifestyle, good for him. Whether or not he used that power to force people, um, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that... uh. It's really hard to force a guy. You know what I mean? I want to get into the technical yeah. semantics of it, but if a guy doesn't want to do it, it's kind of hard to get him to. Yeah, it's <laughs> when when he says no, chances are he's sticker than no. Wow. Wow. Um Let's see what the hell's going on. Uh, morning, this Jim Cornette. Morning, all. I know my name, that my name has to be involved in everything because it gets attention, but I'm too busy running a pizza parlor from the basement of my pedophile ring to make any Twitter goofs and their 700 fake accounts famous today. He said, helpful hint. I have been told that when you're faking screenshots of something that happened, quote unquote, happened years ago, you shouldn't use the personal profile picture. It's only been up a week and a half. It's the little things. But that's for attorneys to discuss. All right. I mean, there's a there's a compelling argument to be said. There is there is reasonable doubt now. Yeah. Yeah. Not See how we did that. Here. See how we did. We didn't just cancel it. So we got to the reasonable doubt. Jim, Joey Janela said that, uh. He said, come on, no matter what happens, Cornette will never be fully canceled, which I agree to. And then Janelle also said, I know he used to have guys over to bang his wife in the hot tub and swinger parties. That's what I know. I mean, hey, people are swingers. Ain't no wrong being a swinger. So he's a swinger party. Okay. Whether or not he, again, whether or not he took advantage, we have no idea. But we know that a guy named Stephen P. New is an attorney from uh, Beckley, West Virginia, and apparently... uh. That's somebody who Jim Cornette sponsors on his podcast regularly. And uh, he basically has said that he'll say what he needs said in court. So there you go. Also, there's a show called Bowling Alley. I guess Kenny Bowling and his son, Chris, they basically said that they were aware. Don't ask them why they didn't say anything. Well, they said when people ask him why he didn't say anything, the number one reason wasn't his place to say anything. Number two, anyone who would say something he would think would get lured into this would be the one to say something, which is true. Yeah, it's possible. And he said the reason nobody batted an eye about Jim Cornette's personal life is because it's not so strange in comparison to the rest of the pro wrestling business and that there's dark stories all over the place. And Jim Cornette and his wife swinging didn't fall into the category of crazy stuff that's hard to believe. 
I mean, we talked about all those Vince McMahon stories on one time. So yeah, and he also said that it seems like bad outside of the wrestling business, but in, in reality, it's not bad inside of the wrestling business. So in other words, he's basically saying that the way rest the wrestling business is, something like what Jim Cornette was doing wouldn't really be considered that big of a deal. Yeah. And uh, Kenny Boland said that Jim Cornette's wife had already been with the Big Show before she even met Jim Cornette. And then he said that he's actually seen Big Show naked smoking a cigarette. Oh, God. And he said that there was a huge star in WCW that uh, met Jim Cornette and his wife and ended with a, a situation where she offered to blow Kevin Nash. We don't know whether or not she got some big sexy. Um, Hopefully she didn't tear her quads. He said that there were a lot of powerful people in WWE who knew what was going on but did nothing about it. And now he lawyered up. So, so far, I haven't really heard anything that, uh, I mean, some of it might be considered lewd or whatever, but I haven't really heard anything super outlandish, you know? Nothing too, uh, nothing too off the walls, really. Like, not, not that it's not outlandish for the cav- average lifestyle, but that it's not assault. Remember, we're on here looking for assault, yeah. not if people are freaks. You, so it's okay to be a freak. Well, she hit the big show. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. God's killing me. You're killing me out there. Man, it took me all day to get all this fucking stuff together. I'm not going to lie. Just because there's so many alligators. We're not going to be able to go through all of them today. But I'm trying to get... We're going to pick out the the big ones here. It just seems like we're hitting some of the biggest ones now. <laughs> yeah. I can't play all of the Jim Cornette thing here, but we'll try to run a little bit of it and see what's going on. ...to uh, <laughs> relay the information to the folks on exactly the, the statements and the accusations that were made against me and Stacy, the beautiful queen of Castle Cornet, uh, on, on Twitter uh, a few days ago. Basically, somebody on some guy on Twitter, was that a James Gregory line? Some guy. Some guy on Twitter alleges that Stacy and I have engaged in a concerted effort over the last some 20 years to recruit sex slaves and disciples from the OVW roster and uh, threatened, I threatened to withhold contracts or pushes and ruin their careers unless they submitted to Stacy's carnal desires. Have I got it right so far? I believe that is the crux of what has been alleged. The cru- the crux or the crotch of the matter. Um, <laughs> This accusation was made, furthermore, by a guy on Twitter who says that he was an aspiring wrestling trainee in 2017. So it would be three years ago. Um, <clears throat> when, when they got a phrase now, groom. When Stacy tried to groom him to somehow come under her spell, uh, and though he says he was able to escape us, we ruined a good friend of his life or career or whatever by tormenting him. And he and this guy just couldn't go on any longer without speaking out, even though he was scared and shaking as he revealed this information. He actually typed that. I'm shaking as I type this. But he had to do it. And on correct me when I go astray here, Brian, <clears throat> on the say so of basically a random guy on Twitter with a Five Twitter page story and some screenshots we'll get to. Every news outlet south of the New York Times says, holy shit! And all of the same outlaw wrestling fans with 120 Twitter accounts each 
Then in October, when I was Grand Dragon to the KKK, and in December, when I tried to systematically deny women the right to fucking, I don't know what the fuck, I hated women, I was against babies in March, and this time I'm trending for shit that somebody else has said about me that they actually picked up and ran with. And this became a thing. <clears throat> so, they, yeah, there's the thunder. So, I, and honestly, I hate to blow the big, one of the big reveals early, but I got to blow one because it helps the rest of the story if we blow one of the big reveals early. Usually it's the Perry Mason moment, right? But I did it at the end of the show in the courtroom. I got, I got one, one reveal I got to do at the top of the program. It puts things in better context. The aspiring trainee that says Stacy tried to groom him. This was in 2017. Before he managed to escape, right, somehow her clutches or get away, is in actuality, Brian, a guy in his late 30s currently living in Billings, Montana. I'm not making this up. I double dare somebody to challenge me on these details. <clears throat> and if you're doing some math, that means that this fucking fresh-faced, innocent trainee who came under the wiles of a wicked, wicked city woman... Would have been almost 35 years old. So maybe that's why his re fucking wrestling career apparently has not worked out well. Because nobody from Google on down could identify this human being as an actual professional wrestler. He may have been to wrestling school or in some way perpetrated something in a ring. He did apparently train in the OVW system at some point around 2017. And that's the only other wrestling connection that I've been able to find is that one of his social media accounts, his profile picture is a meet and greet pose with Sammy Callahan. That's very interesting. And, but before we talk about <clears throat> the way that he's addressed me and, and my family, uh, there is, I don't hope you don't know this, Brian, you'd be really scary if you did, but I found it out. This same guy from Billings, Montana, there's a pro wrestler who I obviously will not name, a male who sent photos of himself to a person he knew that was wanting them and looking forward to receiving them. But some way or another, this guy has ended up with them and it has been alleged to make noise like he wants to show these pictures and tell people that this guy just sends them out or whatever or sully his reputation in some way. So the, the, maybe if I didn't work out, he had a backup plan. That's what I'm saying. Wait, I don't, you, I don't understand exactly what you are saying. What I'm saying is that a, a guy in the wrestling business who sent pictures to a person who wanted them, well, some way or another, this guy has ended up with those pictures. So you're saying... Beyond the screen caps of messages, which you'll, you said you'll talk about, there's a different person in wrestling who's... Yes, photos. this guy's got somebody else's shit in wrestling that he don't want him to have and don't know how that, that he got. So it sounds very questionable. Yeah. On both sides, you know. Thoughts. Thoughts on the Jim Cornette situation, having heard everything. <sighs> Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like... Definitely questionable on both ends, it seems. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if the man's a swinger, shit, the man's a swinger. But it kind of does go back to what we said before, like OVW. Like, it's, it's it's interesting to hear something from that far back show up, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, that was the Cornette audio about the entire thing. 
Yeah. Uh, I believe Joey Ryan was uh, next on the list. Well, our list at least. Joey Ryan, you just made the list. (laughs) Sadly. (laughs) Very sadly. Fucking Joey Ryan. Whoever thought (sighs) that the man with the penis thing would be on a list like this. Let's get his picture up on the screen, huh? So people know who he is. There he is. Joey Ryan. Okay, so Twitter user. Well, we don't really need to go into their names. But she says, hey, y'all. One time I was picking up Joey Ryan from the airport. And uh, he, like, groped my thigh and chest while I was driving. Tried to get me to go to his hotel room and then kissed me to convince me to do so. I told the promoter of the show, who was also the man responsible for a good amount of my training because I was attending his school at the time. I was doing the airport pickup for about for about this and he he said he was so sorry and he felt terrible that he put me in danger like that he promised me he would never book joey ryan again lo and behold a year and a half later he books joey ryan i can't believe i trusted him this was uh someone from wrestle pro this is cor i guess we should say the name if it's accused of as kareen mink i don't know who that is though no um, clue some ring announcer named charlie this isn't the charlie we know right yeah, i don't think so he basically uh said I'm going to start by saying this, that I'm ashamed, ashamed that I brushed it off as banter and it's just the lads when what happened to me was not acceptable. The wrestler repeatedly propositioned me for sex after a wrestling show. Myself and the majority of the roster shared a few drinks after the show. An important point, this was my second ever show as a MC. He took advantage. The wrestler had come to the UK and up until this point in the night, despite being the only woman in a large group of six fit men, I had felt safe. The majority of the wrestlers are my friends, my colleagues, and my partner. The wrestler sat beside me and proceeded to touch my hands and arms, invade my personal space, and desperately tried to get me to go home with him. The quote-unquote home was another wrestler's couch. He offered up someone else's home without their permission to try and fuck me. He offered me sex multiple times, and when I told him I had a partner, that was ignored, despite my partner being only a few feet away. When I asked the wrestler if his wife would mind indicating his wedding ring, this was also ignored. Apparently, they have an arrangement. He refused to take no for an answer. He deliberately isolated me from my friends and my partner, sitting me on the furthest sides of the table, pushing his leg against mine, sitting beside me, almost on top of me. He he also made comments about the self-harm scars on my legs and attempt at negging, touching and stroking without my permission. Whatever it was, it was disgusting. I ignored it all as a bit of fun, laughing it off at the moment. Surely I should feel flattered that a man all the way from America with a wildly impressive resume of titles and matches, arguably the most famous wrestler I've met, but I didn't. I was left feeling hollow and empty. I finally managed to get away from him, making excuses that I was needed elsewhere. Eventually he left. That was that. My introduction to the social atmosphere behind professional wrestling, I have never forgotten on it and i don't think i ever will it wasn't a joke it wasn't some fun it was it was wrong it crossed boundaries i was victimized and harassed and then taken advantage of fuck you and then she says since i'm seeing so many people defend him fuck anonymity the man in the story is joey ryan um and again i am not trying to belittle or undersell any negative experiences that people had But I'm trying to paint the scenario logically in my head of this woman being surrounded by six feet men and feeling safe. So let's start there. Let's just paint this image in our head. So six feet men all around her that are her friends and colleagues that did nothing. That's a strike against them, not her. And her partner who was a few feet away from her. So you got to paint this little isolated place with a whole bunch of her friends and her partner, her, her partner. I'm assuming she means her boyfriend or intimate other person, right? you feet away from her 
And somehow in front of your partner, he was touching and stroking you without permission. And uh, he managed to get you away from your partner and into an isolated place. You, you, do you see you see the thing here? Yeah. I'm trying to see. He deliberately isolated me from my friends and my partner. Sitting me on the further side of the tables, pushing his leg against my How? And he says that and you left alone without said partner? Like... And you didn't say anything to said partner? Isn't that what you say? That's the whole reason the word partner. <laughs> Again, it's, I'm just looking at this objectively. It's kind of like, if your story's true, there's a lot of weird shit in it. You know, like, so you were with a significant other and that person didn't notice Joey Ryan trying to fuck you across the table. <laughs> it's like, I don't mean to laugh, but it's like. I'm not trying to laugh. I'm just saying somebody just <laughs> paint this scenario for me so that it makes sense where you're yeah. with your girl at a table with a bunch of dudes and some dude managed to get her to sit over by you and spends the rest of the night trying to fuck her while you're sitting across the table. Old Dwarven Giant, welcome, sir. And he says, feel like she found out Joey Ryan is bad and in the sack and is not trying to make a thing out of it. It Again, we have to be objective here and say allegedly, and I don't want to go either way, but I'm just saying that there's a lot of shit here that sounds strange. A lot of stuff that just doesn't add up. In any of these so far. Which is the reason why we have courts somewhere. Yeah, she said, I'm pretty sure if... if if someone was trying to fuck me, Rick would notice. <laughs> Pretty sure. Like, I would hope so, right? Like, I'm... Yeah, you know, I'll get the camera like Cornette. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's a... Give a good side. Yeah, make sure we get that good lighting. <laughs> I need that mad ox angle. Yeah, we we mad products 2.0. Oh, God. <laughs> you see what I mean, though? Like... All joking aside, I'm looking at this and there's just a lot of questionable shit here on both sides. Like, it would be really hard. All of you guys in the chat and everyone listening to this, try to paint that scenario. Like, imagine if you had a secret mission to to secretly fuck a girl at the table that her husband was at. You see, it doesn't even sound like it's 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 attainable, even with the utmost effort. You need like Sam Fisher level of stealth, and even then, you might not succeed. Not saying that it's guilty or anything. I'm just saying that these stories, and again, they don't they don't age well. No, I should have been the one to be told. You know, I'm going to be a little skeptical. I can't go with the majority here. You got to be really good. You know, you got to be really, really good. And again, for this to come up so much later, like why now? Why not then? We used to teach little kids in the 80s and 90s to not go talk to strangers or let strangers touch you in strange places and to always tell people. And now the adults don't do it. What the fuck is going on? Remember that when they used to tell kids, you know, make sure that nobody, you don't go with strangers, you don't let them touch you in uncomfortable places and shit as a child? I got that talk as a kid. Like, Remember when as a child you learned this? And I'm again. I feel bad for people that are victims, but fuck, man. Nobody in our world had the valor or strength in any scenario we've talked about. Hashtag me too. Hashtag speak up. Hashtag whatever. To fucking try to get some of the predators nabbed right away. Like no one. Is there no one in our land who will step I mean, up to face the upcoming darkness? I mean, she is. I does sort of feel like she's trying to make herself look like the baby face in this. Yeah. I mean, to be brutally honest, that seems like exactly what it is. Like, yeah, 
So, uh, what was the other one here? So there's this guy named Marky. Is his last name Mark? I don't know. So apparently he took a picture, the, the, uh, I guess the one of him grabbing Joey Ryan's dick. Let's see. The first legit independent wrestling show I went to was GCW. Just being honest, I was overwhelmed and didn't know what to expect. I was mainly excited to see Effie and for that reason had my pride scarf on. It was already scary at that because... I didn't know how fans would perceive me. The fans were amazing. Two wrestlers weren't. I went to the merch table and David Starr and Joey Ryan were next to each other with merch. I went to them looking at merch, not knowing what to buy. I settled on the Wii, the independent beanie and asked them for a picture. They came up to me and the first thing Joey Ryan did was look at my prior scarf and say, do you want to take a picture of you holding my dick or would that turn you on? It threw me off, but I brushed it off as, as CIS humor and laughed. Joey then said, or do you want or or do you want to do it to me and tried to grope me with his hand? I backed up in hesitation and bumped into David, who was behind me and said, Joey, maybe he's a bottom. And he tried to slap my ass. And I awkwardly stood aside as the fan took the picture. I told the fan to delete it after as I didn't want the image existing to come up in my mind ever again. The experience still exists in my mind and might not go away ever. I was already questioning my sexuality as is and that just made me feel like being gay slash pansexual wasn't quote unquote okay. I don't even know if he remembers that happening but thank you. Thank you Effie for also helping me with sexuality after that encounter and making me forget the experience for the time being that made me proud to don the rainbow. Oh, that sounds like Yo, this motherfucker is savage. Wow, question it anymore. Yeah, God, old oh. vicious giant. That's what you got to damn name to. Oh, Twitch. Glad you're gonna be here after a month. I hate having to cover this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we were having believe fun. Me, believe me, neither of us were excited about this episode, guys. All right, that banter from early, the funny that that funny wasn't planned. We had to search for that funny. <sighs> All right, well. There's still more with Joey Ryan. We're nowhere yeah. near fucking done here. Nope. Can you imagine that the guy with the dick was oh, done no. this quick? Nah. Did you have to do that? You, you, know. <laughs> you know, I I tried to avoid it, but I was like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I tried to search for another way out. I couldn't. Oh, God. I'm All like... right. I have his allegations on screen. You hear how excited I am? Yeah. All right. What the fuck is this? I have been watching along with all of you as the Speak Out movement has spread across the internet. I am also aware that my name has been mentioned as part of this discussion. I have been contemplating how to respond to everything that has unfolded in the last three days. This is an important topic and it truly deserves the time it is getting, even if it is uncomfortable. After speaking with my attorney, I've been advised not to respond to any specific allegations at this time. And the truth of the matter is I do not want to spend time dissecting which parts of stories are true, which parts... Of stories are different from what I remember and which things being said are outright false. It is important for me to use this platform to take responsibility and not attempt to minimize the feelings of anyone that was hurt by me in order to save face. So instead, I would like to take this opportunity to publicly share some parts of my private life with everyone. It is not a part of my life that I am proud of, but taking responsibility is important today. I must take responsibility for the way I behaved in the past and will do that right now. As I'm sure you are all aware, several years ago, And all in a very short period of time, a lot of things changed in my life. The quote-unquote dick flip went viral. I started traveling the world and living a quote-unquote rock and roll lifestyle. I came in contact with a lot of people, including women. And the truth is, I did not always treat people with respect. 
And I will acknowledge that it was possible that I pursued people that I thought were interested in me and invaded their personal space and made them feel uncomfortable in the process. Nearly two years ago, my ex-wife and I were separated. The separation impacted me greatly, and I began to reflect on the the person I had been previous to it. And the person that I want to be. During that self-reflection, I was not proud of what I saw. As a result, I entered counseling in October of 2018 and still attend every week to this very day. I have been on prescription medication. I have worked every day for nearly two years to be a person that respects not only people's boundaries, but respects people. If you felt that you were a person that I did not treat with respect, I apologize. Aside from the past, I have been reaching out to some of the people involved and we have had positive interactions and started the healing process. I have worked hard to make wrestling a safe and welcoming place for everyone. I will make up for my shortcomings of the past by working harder in the future to continue to do that. With all of the different social movements happening right now, we need to take this opportunity to listen and learn and continue to strive every day to do better. All right. Well, he did not deny anything, in my opinion. He does. He kind of sounds. Amy, what's up? He kind of sounds like uh, he said, hey, man, I was the kind of person that would do that shit. So I probably did. I don't know. Yeah, that's not a great answer. Clearly not. Who knew that Jim, Joey Ryan and Jim Cornette would have sexual assault allegation stories about them come out at the same time. <laughs> right. That's great. Oh, man. I love yeah. Who fucking knew, man? Oh, my God. What, what is the world that we're living in right now? I don't know, but as long safe, as there's me, oh, safe and welcoming place. Grab my dick and take a flip. I can't. What old war giant tonight? I can't. This is what happened when we reopened the abyss of this Twitch. Freaking the freaks come out at night. Like I swear to God, I'm not gonna act fantastic. like. I'm not gonna act like having an SJW advocate that's gimmick was a dick guy didn't bother me at times, because it did. And I get that wrestling is a work, and these are angles. But it was just really difficult for even myself who understands that to see the Joey Ryan with the dick flips and the lollipops. And then when you hear him on social media, he's really one of those snowflakey SJW stand up for everybody, love everybody kind of people. Mm. You even hear it in that in that defense tweet. Yeah. Right. They would all be in jail. This is crazy, man. Oh, God. Worst day ever. Worst day ever. <laughs> Remember that guy in the Simpsons, the comic book guy? Yeah, fuck, I remember that guy. <laughs> um, someone named Sierra Loxton said, I've had more than one person come forward and told me about the abuse you gave them. Don't you dare say you've tried to make it a safe place. She would like to remain anonymous, but still, fuck you, Joey Ryan. She said that Joey Ryan Jesus. wouldn't take no for an answer. Some other guy said, you actively pursued my fiance and were instrumental in helping ruin my life. You're the lowest form of human scum on the face of the earth. You're going to burn. Your time is up and you fucking deserve it. Then there was a text conversation where he was basically saying that he doesn't know how to talk to girls unless he's flirting with them and it's more of a character flaw. Joey Janela came forward and said, this dude is a lying sack of fucking shit. I used to be friends with Joey, but the allegations on him now and about to come out about him are no are without a doubt 100% true. Yeesh. Ooh. All right, Ali, stay in contact. I'll help you get your membership on the other thing uh, Yeah. later on. Yeah, we will figure it out for you. Okay, there's more Joey Janela sexual assault stuff here. He's really locked on. Sorry, over here eating mixed nuts and stuff. Got to try to stay somewhat alive during all of this. Right. All right, so what do we got here? Uh, she basically says that he wouldn't leave. He started to touch her shoulders and kiss her arms. She felt paralyzed. She told him no and kept pushing him away. He didn't stop. He kept on for a while until she felt her mind zone out of what was happening. She tried to. He tried to take off her pants. He told him no. She said that... He, she was holding on to him to try to keep them on. He still tried to take them. Eventually, he stopped trying and took off his, and she was terrified 
that if she screamed or fought what he would do, do something more severe, say something bad about him. He was on top of her. He wouldn't make, she wouldn't make eye contact with him. She felt like she couldn't speak. She quietly muttered that she didn't want to hurt him, meaning her partner. He didn't stop. He grabbed her limp hand and made, made her grab his privates. He used her limp hand as a masturbation tool. And then she started to, she stared at the wall and wanted it to end. and was completely numb. Felt like she couldn't move or speak. The next morning, he, he asked her what was wrong when it seemed like something was bothering her. Okay. Jesus. He has a wrestling, uh, he has a wrestling federation in this federation called Bar Wrestling. And he deleted that as well as his own Twitter account. And uh, apparently Bar Wrestling is closing down and it's no longer available on the High Sports Network, which I'm guessing is a place that you were able to order the shows. And uh, he will not be coming back to Impact Wrestling either. And it yeah. almost sounds like he might be gone forever. Yeah, I mean, the news actually referred to right after the intermission. Basically, Impact made it clear, like, hey, not only Joey Ryan, but also Dave Christ have both been released. But I hope if they're doing that, this is going to be, it's, it's because they have evidence, not just because of the hearsay. You got to analyze this before yeah. you fuck with people's careers, because although this could be true, these are people's careers. Yeah. Now, this news broke just like, what, two hours ago, but... Yeah, hopefully they've known something that maybe just hasn't been released yet. That like just hasn't been like found out about like the dirt sheets and everything. Candice LeRae released a statement. She said, I am mortified. I absolutely do not and never have condoned such horrible actions. I have zero tolerance for it. To the women he did this to, my heart breaks for you. I trusted this person reading the stories and learning how he acted sickens me, especially because you all trusted him too. I can't imagine how you felt. For every woman and man who has been brave enough to speak out, I have nothing but love and respect for you. So Candace, which by the way, for anyone who doesn't remember, Candace and Joey Ryan used to be the world's cutest couple. Yeah, the world's cutest tag team, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they pretty much, we used to watch them years ago, and they quietly split up but stayed a couple. And we, the, the Johnny, Johnny Gargano was with her at that time, and it was something that, uh, it became news kind of quietly. Like we, they, I remember they were still doing the Joey... And Candace gimmick because it was selling merchandise by the time we found out she was with Johnny. Crazy, man. Yeah. I've watched this guy live. I've watched him and Candace live. You know what I mean? I've seen I've seen them fight the Young Bucks. I've seen all kinds of stuff. I watched uh I watched Joey Joey Ryan when he was a Lucha Underground. Like yeah. which, believe it or not, he was surprisingly more tame there. And let's talk about Sammy Guevara while we're here. Because he's oh, another guy. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Let me bring his stuff up. Bear with me, guys. I always say we're live. We're running into deep overtime, but this is serious shit. You know, there's nothing that I could do. Yeah, we definitely can't ignore this one. Okay, so Sammy Guevara, he was on the whole effing show, which is another podcast. They're kind of uh, like ours, where the content is a bit brutal. I mean, I consider some of our shit brutal. We're not, I don't think we're as direct. Like, they're, they could be savage. I get, I get that it's satire and it's just dark humor, but it's definitely a lowbrow show. I got nothing against them. I find them entertaining guys and everything. That being said, Sammy Guevara was on there. And uh, this is what he said. I'm going to let you guys hear the actual audio first. Let me see if I could pull it up here. And then that way we could decide whether or not there's an issue here. Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Charlotte beat them both up. Bro, Sasha Banks. Oh, oh my God. When I I was at the WWE the other week, I wanted to just go fucking rape that woman. You had a tryout? Uh, sort of. It was just as an extra thing whenever they came to town. Thoughts? Um, wow. <laughs> Damn, you're trying to help him out. I, 
don't know how I could. You don't want him to hit you up? No, no. <laughs> oh, that reject button will be hit faster than ever before. You know, the bad part of it is though Dorman's not Dorman John, that's still less offensive than what he said. But it's not because because at least, at least you would imply there was some consent on that other side. Jesus. But, God, I hate to have to, because I know someone's going to try to flip this on me and make it where I'm, like, supporting fucking rape. Oh, no, never. Not around here. But I'm, you know, but in general, not in our community, but because you yeah. guys know me. But, but he couldn't have possibly meant that he literally is a poor choice. That's what we call, or we used to call, a poor choice of words. That's, I think, what it is for me. It's just like of all the things you could have said. Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> you could have not. Like, it is a very fucking poor choice of words. You could have been like, I would wreck her. Like something like knock the lining out. Something. But <laughs> not that. <laughs> it like, again, I'm, and I'm not making excuses. It What he said was wrong. I want to be clear because I know how the fucking internet is nowadays. What he said was wrong. But at the same time, I am under the impression that although it is wrong, he didn't mean literally. I've heard yeah. women speak that way and be like, I just want to rape him. You know, I just want to rape Jason Stamos or fucking whoever, oh you know, or Bruce Willis. You know, they they don't really mean it. They don't really mean it. Anyway. What the fuck is wrong with Oh. Yeah, yeah, he could have chose his words like a thousand percent better. Yeah. But definitely, he didn't mean like he literally would like catch her in a corner and just like, no. He responded saying, I've made stupid, inappropriate, extremely offensive comments in my past. In my idiotic mind, I thought I was being funny in using words and terms that represent nothing but horror and pain. I'm truly sorry for my hurtful words and actions, and I will never forgive myself. Okay. The guy's fucking sorry. Good lord. Yeah, you can't be. Is being sorry not good enough anymore? Like, yeah, I don't know. Used panties wouldn't be good either. That's the sad part about it. It probably wouldn't have got him in much heat. What used panties? Yeah. Okay, so Sasha. Sasha released a statement said earlier I spoke with Sammy he apologized and we had an open discussion words like the comments he made jokingly or not have absolutely no place in our society I don't condone or tolerate this kind of behavior what one thinks is just a side comment can have a massive impact on someone else's life and can send the wrong message we have to hold ourselves accountable for our actions and the words we say and I hope this situation shows him that I hope from this point on in order for growth and change within our community to take place we can we all can continue to have these conversations Oh, God, how long is this shit? I, I mean, how long is this? Uh, no person, man, woman, or child should ever be subjected to a feeling of fear or any unsafe environment. We all have to do better, not just for ourselves, but for generations to come. Sincerely, Mercedes Renato. I mean, it's not good that he said that, but I don't think he literally meant he was going to rape her, you know? Yeah. It shows his words a lot, a lot, a lot better. He could have. But it doesn't end there because he also made another controversial statement on that same show. Oh, God. This can't be cool, and I'm here to shoot Sammy Bastevo. More like fuck his mom. Damn, bro. Why you want to fuck my mom? She's, like, pretty old. But, I mean, I guess you're old, too, so I guess. You think your mom's old? You should see my mom. 
My mom. Send me a pic, bro. Come on. Your mom is so ugly. She half as ugly as my mom. Bro, your mom's black. So fuck her, right? Damn it, Sammy. Fuck. Damn it, Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) Not much we can do to help you there, my man. Damn, man. Sammy. Damn it, Sammy. What? Can that be episode title? Damn it, Sammy. Come on, Sammy. Jesus Christ, Old dude. Old Dwarven wants to hear from Makasi. Oh. You better knit Sammy some striped black and white outfit, and I don't mean a ref outfit. Oh, my God. Nah, I, I mean no seriousness, though, with Sammy. Sam, what the... Come on, dude. Like, oh. Fuck. Thoughts, chat room. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Anybody but me first. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of that one for sure definitely spawns what want to be an AEW's actor. That's so. definitely racist. I mean, I'm yeah, like, hey, that was just racist. It wasn't. Like, I mean, I, I uh, think that was. I think that one more than the Sasha one was what uh, triggered. I don't know if you saw AEW's statement on everything. Uh, go ahead and say it. I believe I yeah, saw it, but you can tell. Yep, me. I got it right here. Um, basically says uh, this actually came from their Twitter. Uh, AEW insists on doing our part to create a world of understanding and respect for humankind. We therefore strongly condemn the extremely offensive and hurtful words of Sammy Guevara. As such, effective immediately, Sammy is suspended without pay until further notice. Sammy has agreed to undergo extensive sensitivity training upon completion. His future status within the company will be reevaluated. During his suspension, his salary will be donated to the Women's Center of Jacksonville. So, um, but you see, I have a problem with them. Again, everyone's going to hate my guts at the end of this. So you suspend him. If you're going to suspend him, donate his salary to something black. And I mean that like in the nicest way possible. Some sort yeah. of a black movement. Not the Women's Center of Jacksonville, because I kind of think that the thing, the black statement he made is way more fucked up than the than the rape statement. Only... Because the rape statement could be interpreted as a misappropriation of words as opposed to taken literally. Whereas the black statement does not have any merit to hold on to. It is inappropriate to say what he said. It was a racist fucking statement. So if you're going to suspend him, I think especially given what's been happening in the world lately with racism, that statement is harder to defend. And I know because I couldn't defend it. So we we sat here just like damn it Sam because it kind of makes it, it seem like all they cared about was the the speak up movement speak out movement yeah we're not in the racism are currently so so you think his old one giant said he hopes Sammy has another career path ready to go I don't think so man <laughs> he was also really popular in uh AAA or something before this right yeah a, a lot of the a lot of um. The um, the lucha type companies. I mean, I told I told I told on air the first time I ever saw him was near the end of the last season of Lucha Underground. You guys don't like Sammy Guevara? I like Sammy Guevara. I think that the gimmick works yeah, really well Sammy. for him. I think that he was a good. You know what was cool about him? Remember that first AEW he was in? He was no gimmick Sammy. And then next thing you know, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, but it was cool that he was able to hold on his own in that match without the gimmick. And then later on, yeah. they put the gimmick on him, and he became what he is. I don't have no fucking problem. Like, good yeah, lord, Sammy's man. Great. No one, it's like, how long does something have had to happen before you give somebody a second chance? Apparently there's no time in which I'm going to get that tweet in the chat room for you guys. 
give me real quick, and then of course you know it'll be up everywhere as usual. So. What tweet? Uh, the AEW statement on everything. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's got to be a point where okay, you said it, but you said it way back when. So chances are you're probably not the same person anymore. Yeah. They talk about you can't cut a real part. Have you heard him talk? <laughs> like, that kid is gold. You get me? Like, oh man. There's a reason he's not in WWE, and that's a reason because he's gold. Like, but yeah, that uh, like yeah, like the black joke was just like no, dude. Like, like just no, just I, I, I can't. I'm not a response, dude. I can't help you, like. I, and I heard that being the elite, Kenny Omega said being the elite is not going to happen today and they hope to be back sometime in the near future. Yeah, they're taking a little hiatus, it looks like, with all is this it, stuff going on. It's because of all this shit, right? Yeah, pretty much. So we're basically losing all of Mixer. We lost tons of wrestlers. We lost a few federations. Being being the elite, we lost shows. Like, all, all of this. Look at what happened overnight, man. Yeah. No. <sighs> oh, boy. Old Dwarven Giant says, how many politicians have had their careers ruined for less? Any black woman in any company would have a lot of ground to say, fuck Sammy from working here. Yeah, I mean, that was the more offensive of the two statements, hands down. Like, it's weird. I don't even get it anymore. It's bad because both statements are against women. One's against a black woman. You know? Yeah. Like, come on, Sammy. Fuck. But one was more focused on the black than the woman. So. <sighs> Velveteen Dreams, another one that we're hearing about. Yeah, why would, are we going to cover that shit too? Velveteen oh, Dreams. God. That one might have to wait because, Jesus Christ. There's so many of them. Oh, my God. Let me see if I have anything here. But this came up before and the last one seemed like bullshit. Yeah, because it was what? So like somebody had like an audio thing of him. They call him a groomer and a child predator. And then they post a bunch of truth. You know, everybody in their truth, right? All right, let's take a fucking look. Yeah, but why would why would a assault is it shouldn't be encouraged either? She shouldn't be doing that. And uh Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't encourage negativity just because the fucking guy made a mistake. That's what bothers me the most about it. It's not even like he did it just like last week. This was some time ago. That's not gonna fix anything. So the Velveteen Dream one, I'm looking at it now at ringside. Oh god. Whoever thought we'd be going on Twitter looking at this kind of shit on here, right? Right, man. I miss the days when you just talk about wrestling. I've been I've been wanting to release this message ever since his accusations a few months back. I feel terrible not speaking up until now, but there is no doubt in my mind that Velveteen Dream attempted to groom his teenage accusers. I met Patrick right after he left Tough Enough at an indie show, and he told me to add him on Facebook. I was 16 at the time, and he was 19. One day he video called me out of nowhere and then sent me his number afterwards. We would then become friends, at least. I thought and would frequently FaceTime after his NXT house shows. He was always really secretive and paranoid about me telling people I knew him. I always had a really uneasy feeling when I would talk to him as he spoke very manipulatively and aggressively. There weren't any direct advances made at that time, but everybody I spoke to would tell me that he was trying to come on to me. We stopped speaking for a while and then he recently and then recently we reconnected. He even took me to his old training school a year ago and attempted to be a mental figure. My last interaction with him was a FaceTime call with him where he had insisted that I show off my body to him, saying he wanted to see my progress to the gym. I took my shirt off but reluctantly and felt really uncomfortable. He then ref- 
reference wanting to see my lower body as well to which i declined upon leaving that call i had realized that i had still been on this call with a few friends of mine to which they'd immediately lied that they'd heard everything of me being harassed i wore I warned that shame for the most past few months and have felt very taken advantage of ever since. Upon hearing the recent claims on him, I was immediately heartbroken for the victims as many of the conversations I'd seen were conversations that he'd had that he had with myself, such as wanting to get them in shape so he could help them get to WWE. I would like to say that Patrick was never really directly sexual to me. However, I have since day one been on edge around him. He would constantly promise me things such as getting me into WWE so then I genuinely looked up to him as a role model. He promised the same things to these kids and then used his fame to sexually harass them, thinking they wouldn't speak up because of it. These kids were incredibly brave at the ages of 15, 16, and 17 to speak up on what they experienced and watching countless people on here call them liars has been making me sick. I wish that I would have posted things early, but I was terrified that my wrestling career would be in jeopardy if I was to speak up. That was foolish of me, and we can't let people like this succeed. Patrick Clark is a child predator and should not be succeeding in the wrestling business. I a thousand percent believe the victims who would like to stay anonymous. After seeing everything take place months ago, I immediately reached out to one of their Instagram accounts. He then added me to a group chat with other people he had harassed. I can confirm the phone number that they have given to me was indeed him, defending those that have been accused simply because of their of their quote-unquote celebrity is a bullshit mindset and needs to change and then there's screenshots here him just offering to help the person succeed ridiculous let's get the page to reload here for a minute because there was more stuff at the bottom right i believe so okay so the but these are allegedly screenshots here here's one of the accusers from months ago giving evidence of a dm from dream to him on two devices so they blur it out there Fucking is the best cardio, is it? Yes. Mm. My interactions are sacred and private, meant for the two of us alone, understood? Mm. Well, I don't know if these are legit or not. You guys are reading and he's telling the guy fucking is the best cardio. Sex is, like Old Dwarven, Warf- Old Dwarven Giant says, sex is one of the best cardio workouts, just not with a minor. <laughs> yeah. Again, evidence, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we have to see if the evidence holds. I'm not saying it doesn't. There's a lot of stuff going on here, though. Crazy. Good God. Um, are there any other big big names that we wanted to talk about? I know Ryback tweeted, and he said, just because others choose to believe lies doesn't mean you have to believe them also. The world is filled with miserable souls with no purpose, and they will just go from person to person with mis- misery. When we know the truth in ourselves, they have no power over us. We don't know if this is in re- reference to that or what it's specifically in reference to. You know, there was stuff with Will Ospreay. Is there anyone specifically you guys wanted to bring up for us to talk about? Because honestly, there's so much here. We can literally be here all night. I, I think we hit all the big ones. <laughs> like, you know, I know TJP said when he was 15, some of the girls uh, took advantage of him. Hey, man, uh, me too. But I wasn't complaining. <laughs> I was bragging. I'm not going to make a joke because then people are going to be like, you're being insensitive because just because he's a male and blah, blah, blah. And it's reverse. Well, damn it. Yeah, what the presence of this episode is, we need shit. to laugh. So yeah, I can't do anything. Jesus I mean, Christ. You do this depressing ass episode, then you tell me you don't want to grind a joke. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, right. Contributing the least, but got the most opinion. No. Con- contributing to the delinquency of a minor is a pretty serious charge. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The week again. We have to see if the if the tweets are valid and if the and how the proof holds up. But that's for the authorities to do. 
you know. Yeah, that's not our place. Other people that were that we didn't get to go into detail. I'm just gonna name real quick before we wrap up here. Uh, again, T.J. Perkins was someone who says that Jimmy Havoc. Apparently, his wife came forward, said that he that she was abused mentally by him, and uh, you know what I mean. Uh, past assaults and stuff that he did. Apparently, he attacked a fan at one point. He's going to rehab. Also, Jimmy Havoc left AEW yeah. to go to rehab. I don't know if that's in correlation with all of these accusations coming out. And he figured he'd save face. I mean, I, I, heard, I know I heard about the rehab one first. Well, so. so maybe he knew this was coming out. Justin Roberts joins the ranks of Faith Fucking Phillips, and. Oh. Uh, he basically tried to ban God, like, I forgot about that. a UK chick that was 16. We'll go into that later. Joey Janelle apologizes for not stopping abuse when he saw it. Apparently, Travis Banks uh, was someone else who was accused. Like I said, we, we mentioned a lot of these people already. Taylor Hendricks, once again, that people are other, other people are trying to reinforce her rumors about Jay Lethal. Remember she had that Jay Lethal? What, like a year or two later? Mm-hmm. Uh... What's his name? Uh, Joe Coffey was being accused. Dave Lagana, David Starr, who retired. I believe Dave Lagana left NWA Wrestling because of this. Yeah. Uh, Dave David Starr was stripped of two titles because of his accusations. Uh, Leguero was accused, and Kelly quite Klein a few, said quite she a few, was quite a few NXT UK guys. I know it's on that list. Kelly Klein was was a. Uh, I'm just reading the chat. Kelly Klein said she was raped by Ronan Rossler. Will Ospreay was accused of blackballing a woman named Pollyanna from British Wrestling. They even came forward and said that they were told not to book her because it makes Ospreay uncomfortable. And if they, they did book her, they would lose the venue. Um, Congo Kong got accused. Dave Chris, like you mentioned, who got accused of sexual abuse by his ex-girlfriend with TNA. Uh, like you said, they won't have him back either. One of the impact referees... Um, Mark Adam Haggerty, which was a ring announcer, had inappropriate communication with a minor. Bull Dempsey, stalking and abusing. Uh, Trent Seven, who also... Again, I don't want to go too deep into these because they all have a lot of circumstances. So I'd rather go over some of them next week so we can analyze and give our opinions. Maybe more will be out by some of them. The NWA Legends account said, I'm sick. I'm about sick of reading these hashtag speaking out pieces. I'm sure some are legit and I feel bad for those folks. But a lot of, a lot I've read mentioned hotel rooms and bathrooms. Not blaming all victims, but geez, if you ended up alone with a guy in a bathroom or a hotel room, you were a rat. And then Lance Storm got pissed off about that. And he basically said, uh, he said, fuck you. Anyone who wants to make excuses for sexual abuse isn't okay in Stonebook. A rape is a rape and it needs to be taken seriously. You know? And, uh, and he said that they'll never be working for him again, whoever thinks like that. Um, there's, there's truth to the NWA legend tweet in the sense that there are people who are legit. And then there are, but then there are, like we spoke about on here, when you analyze, and again, not judging, but analyzing the scenarios of people in these environments where they are in bathhouses or in hot tubs or in bathrooms or in hotel rooms, sending pictures, calling the guy's daddy, saying, volunteering to send selfies in some cases and having ongoing interactive flirting and some somewhat of a, of a, you know, just a back and forth thing, you know, at what point? Is permission established? How often is permission established? These are all things that are out of our jurisdiction to cover, and that's the reason why it needs to be handled legally. You know, Austin Aries was one of the most recent people accused of, of misconduct. We'll get into that next week as well. Uh, yeah, and like you said, 
shit, shit people are getting shit for now would have been called consensual back in the 80s and 90s. And in some cases, it actually was. That's the point, that it's a very fine line. And uh, this is the reason why it's good when people do feel victimized, whether it's difficult for them or they're traumatized or not, to come forward as quick as humanly possible. You know? Yeah. Because uh, well, the more time, the more time you wait, the worse it's going to be. It, for others as well. And it's hard to say. It's really hard to say in a lot of these cases what what is and what isn't. But it's not for us to decide. And I think that having that knee-jerk reaction of let's kill people's careers right away, we need to hold back judgment a little bit because all we're killing are platforms. Mixer is gone. You guys are not going to be in Mixer next week. Everyone's going to be on Twitch. Well, you might be here still. But in a month's time, everyone's going to be back over on Twitch, which essentially we started at years ago. Part of it has to do with this. Of course, I think this was going to happen inevitably, but not this fast. Life is changing. You know, exactly. doesn't look like we're even going to talk about the weeklies this week, guys. We talked a little NXT, um, you know, Raw and SmackDown. We'll go more into it next week. It's not like this paper is coming up. There's tons to cover. You can watch it yourself as well. We're not here to just talk the weeklies. Um, so it's on the back burner because this was an episode that needed to be done to establish where we are with our community. Again, if anyone needs information, my DMs are open. Contact me on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch. It definitely helps. You know what I mean? And yeah, like you said, um, Old Dwarf and I, how many times do you need to get consent when you knock boots? Every 15 minutes, is there a consent app I can install on my phone that has to be agreed to by both parties every 15 minutes? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, what is the, what is the duration, the expiration of consent? Write it down, the expiration of consent. Because it could be taken two ways. You can ask, what is the expiration of consent? And it almost feels like the expiration of consent has expired. You know, like there's been an expiration of consent. You can no longer even take consent as consent anymore because it could one day be flipped around on you and not be consensual. And then what messes it up is that the people who actually are victims at the end of the day, those people, uh, it gets diluted in all of the craziness because some of these, and we're not going to get into it today, but some of these have already been disproven or debunked. Some people have been caught in lies. Some people haven't. And more will come out over time. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Thank you guys once again for hanging in there. But yeah, it's when someone says, I want to go back to my room and see a high cross body and you say, yes, you gave consent. Yeah. Again, it's weird when I'm seeing these, these texts. Oh, hey, daddy, I'll send you the pictures, the, the, the shower pictures later, daddy. When do you want to pick me up? It's, it's like, I feel like people, and it's going to be probably the, the one thing I'll get heat for saying. I feel like a lot of people that are acting completely appalled and disgusted by the things that don't look like sexual assault don't have sex so they don't understand uh sex i mean i fucking hate to say it, but there's my opinion listen it's like i could be wrong about it but i just feel like in some cases not in all it just feels like some people they say that the the people need to know the difference between sex and assault well i think that that goes both ways take your own advice because some of these situations sound like hookups gone bad and not always on the accuser's side right so sometimes on the accused please keep an open mind about that anything yeah, else to exactly. say <laughs> no I, I think we've said all we could in this monster of an episode this depressing as sad as monster of an episode all right <laughs> yeah We'll we'll be here later on in the week. We'll be streaming other stuff. We'll be trying to keep our minds off of this. We'll be migrating over to other platforms. We'll be keeping you guys in contact. That being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us for this long nocturnal night. You guys are our night creatures as always, and we love you for it. Everyone who has been out there 
not limited to, but including Stasis Dreams, King Quest, Mark 710, Six Slayer, Kula Ice, Willie V2, E-Man, Ashley, aka Weekly Planet, George with a Z, A Boy Sugar Shane, Amy Rolls, Old Dwarven Giant, thanks for being over at Twitch, hope you follow us already, we'll be around there quite often, Spartan Jesus, sorry if I missed anybody across any platform, but of course all of you originals listening from iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podcast Attic, across all platforms where podcasts belong, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 391, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch, for myself and my co-host Destin. We are out of here. All right, I'm going back to Canada with the 8-bit. Shut it down.